But why don't we move out to one of these places and take over the small town and start the only uh, regional crypto stock trading firm? But also we sell like artisanal jandals. I would love to go into a small town and just create, a, like we said with HR, create a bullshit culture, weird stores and sort of like brand. You become the counsellor and you brand it and we're like, oh, we're all about... We're all about the fucking uh, gumboots. We're gumboots. And then you put a big gumboot up there. And you're like, hey, guys, meet on Friday at the town square. We've got great news. We've got a new town song. And it's just some mate you've got on your guitar just like, we're the gumboots. (laughs) The West Coast gumboots. (laughs) And you're like, you better fucking like it. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Man, I'm in such a foul mood. Like, you keep... What are you doing to me? I'm so angry. Why? What's happened? I'm just fucking, I resent this podcast now. Like, I hate it. Why do you resent I'm, the podcast? I just, I just, when the I. podcast when I is to, the only thing going right in your life, man. I know, but I'm just like, I have to do this fucking shit show that I don't want to do. And now yeah. I blame you with your podcast. <laughs> like, if it doesn't go well on the show, I'm blaming this, I'm blaming you. Like, I realized you were right in your early assessment. I just blame Okay, other which people. assessment was this? Well, the fact that I blame other people for all my all my problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I blame someone for booking the show, and now if the show doesn't go well, I've been fuming all day that this podcast is the reason that my, my show won't go well. When the truth <laughs> is, it's because I'm now, lazy. How long have you had to write new material for this I've show? Had I've had months, but You've now had, I blame right, right. this pod. I'm like, the reason yeah. my fucking hour show sucks is because of Josh. And that, that when you messaged me, I was fucking furious with you. <laughs> well, we, were supposed to, we, we were supposed to record on, what, Friday and then Saturday and then Sunday. Do every you know every single you? one of them. Sometimes I was lying to you. Like, I did have my kids, but then I, I put them back earlier than I said. This is how dodgy you I said that I was putting them to bed and they're gone. I was like, I just got out of it by being an absolute dog. I was like, oh, sorry, yeah. putting, putting the little munchkins down to bed. They didn't stay in my house. I'm a liar. But this is, why we, <laughs> this is why when you say things like, oh, I blame the podcast. I haven't done any of my, any of my work. I haven't done anything for this show. I haven't done this. I'm, I just ignore it, man. It means nothing to me because I know, I know that you're a scheming little cunt. Dude, you know what's actually <laughs> happened to me today is I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my anger's at a new level now. I've been spitting on the walls. Like, I'm actually spitting. Like a, a llama. Like I look at the, I just look at what's happening in my life, and I'm like, just like you know, like foaming in the mouth. I actually spat on the wall and felt fucking great. Felt incredible. What, why? What's making you spit on the I walls, man? I was man. just in the office, and I just spat on a wall, and I felt so good. It was like, but fuck, nothing. That was but, like, but talk about mindfulness. Try as an adult. Just spitting on a wall and feel how fucking stoked you feel. You just like go, pow, fucking pow. And you're like, fuck, I you're feel a good. Filthy. You're Dude, a have filthy you done, have fucking you do it? man, Wolfie. Have you ever tried this when you're in a bad mood? Just spit on something. Fucking feel so no, good. I've never spat indoors at all, I don't think. Oh, maybe I like s- into a toilet. I'm not, but not in my home. I looked. <laughs> I looked for what I reason? Looked, 
I looked at their my, my image in a mirror and spat at it. <laughs> I saw there's a big mirror on my office wall, and I saw me, and then I spat onto my fa- my own face and felt amazing. Man, you saying that you're uh, you're mad and your life is falling apart because of the podcast, man. Yep. I have lost so much money because of this fucking podcast now because I've been sitting sitting here on Binance, fucking yeah. futures trading, options contracts Dude. at like a. 40 to 50 times you leverage. You are like a degenerate gambler. Oh. I've, lo- I've looked at your trading. It's, it looks like a guy that's trying to save his marriage with a, a bet down the track. I don't even know what you're buying. Do you know, I don't even look. I was- all, all I can see is just these red, these red, because uh, tri- I don't know shit about cryptocurrency. I just see uh, liquidated, liquidated. I'm like, fuck. Dude, I fucking, I don't get into full margin calls. Like, I trim the thing. I don't go to zero. You go to zero, you it idiot. I trim it I was correct. I was correct with shit timing, though. It's so it's so annoying. I was, Dude, uh... Do you know what the I thing is? In... Timing's everything. Mm, yeah, I know. What did you get I in? know that. I got in, uh, I, oh, well, Ethereum was, it's been, it's been a bad week for cryptocurrencies. Like everything has just crashed in, in the past yeah. week, like quite significantly, which is yeah. fine. Cause every, like every, like tech stocks crashed. It's been a, it's been a, been a pretty fucked time financially for, yeah. uh, for, for a lot of, uh, a lot of places. Mate, and, that's, this, uh, you but, sounded like a gambler. That's just for you. I've had a no, great no, week. I, I did, I did <laughs> terribly. But no, this is what this is what I. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to diversify, mate. <laughs> you got to diversify. <laughs> I did diver- I diversified on my uh, on my futures trading, but I diversified. Did you not notice the irony wrong. of this? Like Everything. I basically, I basically took your advice, diversified, and now I'm like rubbing it back in your face. What are you doing, mate? We've diversified. <laughs> like I, I claim your idea. Like I'm like. Diversify out, mate. No wonder you're losing money. Do you know how smart I am? Be... Mate, so but what is... Well, well so, so crypto crypto started crashing, right? So, like, mm. I, I've got this nice position in Ethereum and Bitcoin, like a few different a few different things I like, different projects. And it was all, all crashing. And I thought, oh, well, this is good. What I'll do, right, just to get a little bit of experience on the, uh, mm. in the old futures game, is I will, I will short Ethereum. I'll short yeah. Ethereum and I'll just ride it all the way down because it's crashing. This is going to be sick. Yeah. And I did so successfully a couple of times, a couple of little small times, right? And then I'm like, man, this thing is really like it's it's it was it was going down so hard. I think it's lost um it's gone from like oh, what was it? Maybe 4 475 oh, US to 350 US. The thing is I've got to get invested into crypto, man. Because when you talk to me, I, I find it like the the ugly step stepbrother. Like I just don't respect crypto that much. In, in my head, when you talk, it's it's like listening to someone like a recruiter try explain finance to me. I'm like, fucking crypto's bullshit. But the thing is, it's not. It's the exact same thing as investing in gold or sentiment driven. But it's so weird. In my head, I just imagine like pixies with the fucking earring in their thing going, oh, what's gone down? But uh, I've got to start listening more. Ethereum. So you were in, uh, you were in like a shorted position that should have worked out, but you just called it too early. Man, that's exactly what happened. I had, I had done a big short. I had gone like the movie and big shorted this thing. And I was like, beautiful. I'm going to be Matthew McConaughey. And this is Dude, all going to come Dude, the big up. short should be Josh. called a, a, pulling a Danny DeVito, the, the tiny man. 
He's, he's putting a big show. You pulled a Danny DeVito, man, like standing next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you know what the thing is? Timing is everything, man. Like it's it's, it's rain time. It's uh, the rains are here for me because two years ago I had the same scenario. I had um, Sabre Resources, Nova. Mm. I had this list. Mm. All my clients were like, what the fuck is this dog shit? And um, this last week, they've all come to bear. One's at two cents. I had right. to accept clients at like 0.4. Uh, Nova's at fucking uh, made it to nine and a half cents. I had to sell clients out at three. It's like timing was everything. So all these pricks are like, oh, this fucking guy doesn't know mm. what he's doing. And it, I did. I did, you fucks. <laughs> I did. It's all come good. But no one had the patience <laughs> to wait. So I was forced to move on to greener pastures. And the reality is they've uh, all delivered. There was massive money to be made on all these fucking moves. But uh, I, I just basically saddled up too early. Because the market's yeah. not efficient, right? You think they're no. so smart and you're like, oh, well, everything knowable will be factored into the price. And it's, like, it's not true, dude. It takes two years for people to understand what's going on. And, and it sort of reconciles with what I was thinking about these jobs. I'm going in with no sleep, mm. dr- drug addled or drunk, and then just daydreaming. And still, the thing I never mentioned in these jobs, I was still outperforming most other people. So I'm like, how dumb yeah, are human course. beings? But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in your head, it sounds like, oh, he's just in there fucking being reckless. What I'm saying <laughs> is I went to work drunk for 20 years and still did better than most people. So I'm like, how low is the standard? Because I'm really dumb. I know I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, what is average? Average is basically like a fucking... Below a pig, dude. It's like, do you know they say like a pig at five has got the same brain as a kid? I'm like, these mm. people are so retarded, like a, a Karen. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, it makes sense that a Karen's getting offended. Like this fucking idiot is so dumb. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, no, it, I mean, it makes, you know, it makes sense. And like you call these things, I mean, that's it, man. You call them so early and like you know they're going to be winners, but you uh, like you still need... You, you still need some sort of uh, like popular sentiment behind y- your ideas before it gains traction at all, you know? Dude, this, like, is what, this is why you have to be a dictator because what you need to do is you get your ideas and then you get the cattle prod out and you run these yes. morons, Karens in them, and you zap them in the ass and run them through the gate quicker and go like, fucking keep up. I want to make money now. You get on board. Nova, mm. like Nova was a good one, man. But I, we had a, so you, how much money have you lost now? You're fucked. Oh. Like probably fifteen hundred. <laughs> I had twelve hundred in that Binance account, and then like, uh, yeah, man, that, that was that was the thing. I went in on this short position on Ethereum when it was at maybe four. I want to say four fifty, and I was like, man, this yeah. thing is fucking because it had, it had gone up ten percent in uh, like in the week. But before. do you know what the thing is? We're talking. You got to focus on percentages. I know. You've lost about 85% of everything you put into your account. <laughs> no, 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 it's no. It's a no, fucking... No, not that it's much. It's a car no. crash. You've, you've largely wiped out your entire portfolio. Like, obviously, I've, I've had some ups and downs, but I, I've trimmed uh, hey, hey, 15% down, of my net worth. I'm down, I'm down you fucking, 30%. You've tanked. You have basically written your whole thing off. It's 30%. a bin fire. Your whole, I'm down 30%. Your trading accounts are fucking bin How dare you account. attack me like this? I'm down 30% <laughs> on my crypto position. 
Thirty percent. Yours is like a blackout drunk that wakes up just with two dollars in their po- their pocket. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> where are my car keys? You don't have your phone. You don't have your ID. You don't have your your bank card. You got twenty five cents in coins, and you you don't even remember drawing money. So you're like, what did I get? Like a blowjob under a bridge? Like why do I have coins? Why, who who even has coins? Do you ever get scared when you wake up in the morning? You have coins. You're like, who the fuck touches currency? It's disgusting. <laughs> You're like, what did I do? Get a fucking hot dog from some fucking two-tooth uh, mutant? Like, why did I have cash? <laughs> like, do you know what? Cash is like you're either buying drugs or a prostitute. Like, why would you have cash? Don't you think? Everything. I'd only use, yeah, I'd only use a bank card. Like, I find I get so scared when you wake up and you've got like $900 worth of coins in your pants. You're like, what did I do? <laughs> How often is this? When does this happen to you? Why is this happening? Often I wake up and there's coins in my pants and I can't reconcile it because it's like, why would I draw money? Like, I don't know why. Like, I'd only ever tap, don't you think? Unless you're blackout drunk. And then I'm like, what was I buying? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Do you know? What, did, yeah. I, did I pay someone to bash another homeless man for entertainment? Or like, what was I doing? <laughs> Have you ever gone back and found, what, no. like figured it out? Done some sleuthing? Dude, I've always thought like your brain blacks out to protect you because you do <laughs> horrible stuff. That is that is not true for uh, like 99% of people, man. The people who that no, is true for smart. have been like... Your brain's di- smart and... I know, but that it's doesn't, like it's, man, it's that's, like a, that's a trauma response, Wolfie. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're talking about real trauma. You no, know, it's, like, it's like when, when your wife agrees to marry you so she can't indict you in a court case. Your own subconsciousness <laughs> goes like, you just ran over three kids drunken in a car. You, we need to wipe this from your memory, you know, so you can, you can stay safe. Yeah, but you shouldn't be using like a, uh, a really extreme trauma response uh, to negate the impact of like what you did last night when you were out on the town. I've wondered often, <laughs> because if you do believe in evil spirits, then in that drunken state, you could theoretically be possessed. Like what you're actually interacting, you think your ex is like going, you suck cocks in hell. And you're like, it is actually just a demon from the fifth realm that's entered her state because she's had too many white wines. And you end up trying to wrangle her into a fucking taxi going like this fucking, she's real strong and vicious and she's biting. And you don't realise it's actually some sub being that's taking control of her entity. Imagine if you tried to claim that and then you, you killed someone in your car and you're like, no, nah, I was possessed by a demon. And that, dude, you were blackout drunk, you fucking liar. Do you think you could go that angle? <laughs> I don't, man, I don't know. I reckon the fact that you are having uh, like these blackouts just to protect you from yourself at nighttime and fuck knows what you're doing. Uh, I would Dude, say it should be I investigated need, further, but maybe not by you, maybe by someone else. With like, I a, need the blackout. People say, oh, don't do the blackout. But the, the bliss that comes afterwards, because the next day your brain's just shut off and you feel dumb, like you feel like Forrest Gump and you just wander around and go, oh, maybe I'll set up a crab restaurant. It's so good. <laughs> do you, know, like you, don't, you don't worry about anything. You just go, oh, I'm going to go and get a cheeseburger and watch Netflix. Like, you know, whereas when your brain's running hot, you feel like you've got a migraine the whole time and that you want to kill people. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, uh, hungover is the only time you feel relaxed. Do you not find that? Well, I've never, I've never been hungover, but I do have, uh, like, if I, because I, I won't take any, any Dexies on, on weekends. And, like, the first, Saturday yep. is fine. And then Sunday is uh, just lie on the couch day, you know? Like, it's, you, you feel completely immobile and useless. It's, um, 
it's quite relaxing. The thing is, people talk about mindfulness. I'm like, go and drink a carton of beers and you'll see how fucking mindful you are the next day, man. You're just totally relaxed. You don't give a shit. You just lie in bed. You're like, do I have like, I feel like I've got a rash. You feel sick. And you lie there and you're like, you don't, you don't think about the fact that you, your wife's left you and you've lost money. You're just like, I need to try to get the strength up to order Uber Eats. Like that's do- it. And that's like a great way to live. Do you think that sort of negative mindfulness is uh, is impacting your life though? Like your no, mindfulness dude, should be it, about should be about positivity and like being in the moment, no, not just man. like not like killing yourself. So ignorance, you can- ignorance is ignorance is bliss. The number of happy people you see, like when you're driving to your office, you just see some guy like with that slow sign. They always look so stoked, <laughs> or they're in a forklift <laughs> just staring at a tree, and I'm like. That's the way you want to fucking be, eh? Like, who the fuck wants to try, have conspiracy <laughs> theories and understand what's happening? Like, you can't change any of it. You might as well just fucking cruise around on a forklift and then just uh, people say, have you been drinking? And you're like, yeah, I drink during the shift. Who cares? <laughs> don't you think it's a better way to live? Then why aren't you happy? Well, because I don't drink during the week. <laughs> Is that you, Nick? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I would just like to be on... I would like to have a buzz on the whole time and just be on ciders. <laughs> and they're like, what's in that... What is that? Is that like uh, kombucha? And I'm like, nah, it's a fucking... It's white lightning cider. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, I think that's a great move for you. Don't you think if you were... Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like they, it's called being alcoholic, but it also seems like... <laughs> relaxing on a beach dude you just chill out on everything don't you think <laughs> yeah sure, sure. I, I was watching it dude i was watching a tiktok and it was so funny there was a a guy um do you know on father's day i think a lot of people get hit quite hard and he didn't mm. have his kids but he filmed himself drinking <laughs> and it was um fuck it was a spiral hey dude but you actually felt bad for him at the end because um at the end, he was so intoxicated and he was crying, just going, can't even get photos of her. But it was such a ride, dude, watching watching people's mental health break down. There's, there was a comedian as well last night that live feed and shaved her head and went absolutely mental. And it was, Why? Fuck, it was incredible. Why? Just a mental health breakdown and you can just witness it. That's excellent. Does it make you feel better about your mental health? Or does it like does it tip you over the edge, kind of? I just feel so relaxed to see someone else spiral worse than me. Yeah, great. great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that Shoyden Freud, Freuden or whatever it is. Like you're sort of like, oh, I thought I was fucked. This person's fucking. This person's really. You know what I mean? Like you. Yeah. This is what the thing they people always try to rationalize it, don't you think? Like when you're having a bad day, they go like the people are having a worse time, and I always find it disrespectful. I'm like, <laughs> my my problems are important, <laughs> mum. Fuck you. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. truth is, there is some honesty in that. Like, if you can, if you're having a bad day and you can find someone that's even more fucked up, it lifts you. It does. Do you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The comparison's really good. Well, that's why it was so concerning when that psych said uh, that it was a really interesting session because I was like, "Oh no, I'm the I'm the fucking barometer now. This I don't like this." Uh, do, do, do you know what I love? Do you know what I love is you know when it's lifted you when someone tells you um, uh, a really bad story and you start smirking and laughing a bit, and, and then that's the moment that your soul's been elevated because you thought you were having a bad day. Yeah. And then you're like, "Let me get this again." Like she cheated on you with your with. 
with your dad and you're like, <laughs> 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 you're like, oh, my day's made, man. It's a real boost. And then you're like, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll go do a gig. Looking forward to the podcast now. <laughs> well, <laughs> man, after I, got, after I got into that uh, margin position, that short position, um, mm. and it went from, I think, 460 to like 473, which is where I liquidated. And then immediately afterwards, it fucking plummeted and it plummeted all night and it plummeted to the point where i would have made like 10 grand on this fucking short yeah yeah but i felt i felt like as soon as the position was liquidated i felt nothing which i thought was more concerning yeah yeah man i think um you're you're a dream trader though because you have no um emotions like you're perfect for trading because i'm actually i'm a psycho a sociopath but not fully when I talk to you, I'm like, you are probably the dream temperament for trading because I don't think, uh, like, even oxycodone can't affect you. I feel like <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why you aren't taking bigger risks because it's just numbers and percentages to you. I only know one other person, which was that guy in London that operated a spreadsheet for girls. He's the only <laughs> other guy I know. Don't tell that me that. I don't want to be associated with that guy. I want my no, comparison to be better. No, but I'm saying he's the only other guy I, I know that would be a good trader because uh, they, he has no emotional response. Like, you know what I mean? He could just be in there and, uh, you know, it's a massive school shooting and thousands of kids are on the ground and he would just sort of, you'd look over and he's just eating a sandwich. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's just having his lunch. He wouldn't react. And they were like, they were like, dude, a school shooting. Someone ran in and spraying bullets, and you you just continued eating your sandwiches like <laughs> like a normal day. <laughs> you like you loaded up your locker, and then you went back to class and said, "What do you mean class isn't on? Just fucking mop it up." I want to like, learn. Yeah. I want to get into university, man. You're like, yeah, man. The guy's got a point. I can empathize with him. <laughs> Dude, do you feel like the the school sh- shooting is only for the nerd because? Um, a cool kid wouldn't shoot on school because you, it's so much cooler to wag. So you'd, you'd get them down the local shops <laughs> or at a park. Only a fucking nerd would voluntarily wag and then go to school. Go back to Don't school. Don't you think that's yeah, weak? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I would pick them off at the fucking movie or out the front smoking down at the shops where the cool kids are. Do you know at the back of the bus? Yeah. To come into school willingly just shows deep down that you're a nerd. <laughs> You're a nerd. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all we should be be fighting them with, really. I think the school shooters is that if you are shooting up a school, it's really the nerdiest thing you can do. Can't you do something? Dude, cooler? because you're going to you're going to school, and also you're acknowledging the school system as if it as if it has merit. Oh, and but if hold teachers on. matter. Uh, hold on. Uh, on the flip side of that, you are also creating a permanent day off, you know, for everyone and yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I am. Um, <laughs> fuck. But I think is the thing is. Um, I, I, the ruthless bullying that happens, you can see how it happened, man. Hey, like there were people in my high school that definitely should have done a school shooting. And the fact they haven't means that they will never be able to process the pain that people put them through. Do you know what I mean? Like the, they were so victimized and, and mistreated that, you know, in a movie, if it was a movie scenario, they should definitely be like Rambo, just spraying it because people were acting like predator or acting like a bad person to them. And I, Anyway, we better not. Why are we always picking this? You did pedophiles. Now I'm just so tempted to do school shootings. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to think in the US, like, they're all allowed guns. Why aren't they allowed, like, hand grenades and other shit? Like, I don't understand. You got the right to bear arms. But then it's only sissy shit. You should be able to have a belt with about nine hand grenades on it and just go. Don't, don't you think? <laughs> no, I don't think this is you how, should be able to do that. That's how the US should be. I mean, like, why just guns? 
I'd want fucking hand grenade, like a belt of hand grenades. And just go, yeah, I'm going hunting. That's how I hunt. I fucking explode Bambi with a grenade. I don't know. Just an idea, hey. The problem with the training is even if I do have the right temperament, which I'm not, which I'm not sure about, because I don't think that I'm, uh, uh, I'm definitely not analysing the risk properly, properly enough to make money on the trades. Um, but I need to, I need to at least be better at the trading before I'd go all in with, with my current outlook. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing because you're so analytical, you realise that you're not um, competent enough to risk it. Like there's nothing, there's no barrier to you. Uh, you know what I mean? You just actually smart enough to realise that you're shit at. Or, you know, you don't really know what you're doing. But that's why I, <laughs> felt, I felt terrible, though, because I knew that this was going to happen and I like I could see the future, you know? Like, I was in there. I was just re- I was seeing the code. Dude. And then and then as soon as it liquidates, the thing starts plummeting. And I was like, oh, Dude, fuck. you know, you know, <laughs> you are, you're a rare breed because I was thinking we've got that guy in London. There's only other one other guy that I knew that was a sociopath. I'm not he, a sociopath. Th- I wish you and all my friends and family would stop saying that. You know what he did? You know what he did? And I knew he was a sociopath. He had his dog of eight years, took it to the vet, and it was $300 to put it down. So instead, he took it to the park and bashed it on the back of the head with a shovel. And, no. and, like, and oh he told God. me this story as if, as if it was normal. And I was like, holy <sighs> fuck. That's not sociopathy, though. That's, that's, that's psychopathy. That's the. Dude, you know, you know what the thing that he, he. The best moment of my entire life was um, he. He drove, he was driving, like he got in so much trouble with police and he mm. would often go out to parties and he'd go, I'd be like, where have you been? And he goes, oh, I just wanted to have a fight to blow off some steam. So we'd just go to random toilets and just pick fights with random people. <laughs> but the one time was the best thing I ever heard was the, um, he was driving on a main road and he saw like a gang of people f- uh, bashing like this old man. Mm. And it was like, it was just the perfect timing. It was serendipity because I was like, Oh no, you you don't you don't want to do this in front of this guy. And he fucking he pulled over his vehicle and beat the fucking shit out of them. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, this is a guy that I, they're people. This is a guy that would go and go like, where where are you going? And he's like, I'm I'm going for fights. Do you know what I mean? Do you realize there are people like that on Friday that head out with the intent of having a fight? Yeah, Did you yeah, know yeah. this? Yeah, it's horrifying, man. I can't believe. Like it. they actually go. This is what he was like. He goes, oh, I've had a tough week. And I was saying, dude, where were you? You're meant to meet for drinks at seven. And he goes, oh, I just I, I dipped by, you know, like you would dip by for a smoke <laughs> or a bet. He goes, I dipped down near the public toilets for a fist fight just to blow off some steam. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. That was the guy that killed his dog. But I'm like, and then he, I think he had a, a high-speed chase with police. But I'm saying, like, th- that mindset, man, and the thing that I find weird is when someone's like that, but they talk to you and they don't realise that it's insane. Do you know what I mean? It's maybe like you talking to me. That's why. That's why I think that surely must be uh, must be way past uh, like a sociopath because a, a sociopath wouldn't think, "Oh, I'm going to tell people about how I bashed my dog to death." That's crazy. No, man. but he just hit it. He hit it in the back of the head with a shovel and buried it. And I was like, "Dude, that is basically Ted Bundy shit." But that's, that's what so I mean. Like, scary. even if you're a, even if if you're a sociopath, right? Let's say you're a sociopath who really wants to save three hundred dollars, but like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. for some reason you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely not telling people about the dog thing because that's oh, that's definitely psychotic. Definitely. So you're you're actually scarier because you're actually 
I don't know why he would tell me that story. Like that's so scary. Do you? Know, I I think it's because he saw something in you that he that resonated with him. Which uh, dude, you you know, like when they have those horrible gangs where two evil people unite. It was like the Bernies here. Like there was a husband and wife that used to uh, grab people off the streets, and like there's such a danger when the two link up. And I think it's happening more and more now with the internet. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you and I connected. <laughs> and obviously, do you think obviously he, we've got the dungeon? This topic's too dark right now. Hey, I need out. Don't you think it's yeah, too okay, dark? Okay. This story's too dark. I'm not enjoying it, man. It's just like, can you make me feel better about my uh, horrible week of trading? Um, fuck, man. Fury. I'm furious at being. You know when right, it, you know when, it, you know when it's going to hit you when you realise that you're you you are a sociopath. Will be like when something significant happens. Like you'll be at your mum's funeral and you won't react. You'll be checking your phone, checking your Ethereum. I know, I know that funerals get me. Like I've checked that one off already. It's uh, but yeah, th- <laughs> I, I, I've, I've I, got a big, I I've guess- got a big, uh, like a big bingo card, and I go through and I stamp when I feel something. <laughs> Dude, you're actually trying to self-diagnose, and you're ticking things off. Okay, a funeral got me. Well, that's a good sign. I'm, I'm definitely having growth. I am. Um, Dude, it's actually weird because do you know what I mean? Sentimentality is—it's only if you just focus it. Because if mm. you if, if if you just if you just try sort of steamroll across, you can forget to be like that. But then if you actually think about it and think, oh, my parents are getting old, you do get upset. But then you can just be cavalier and just try ignore it. Do you know when you sort of have that attitude of like just don't think about it, and then suddenly you're sort of really sort of nonchalant. It was like the um, the Father's Day thing. Mm. It meant nothing to me. It meant nothing to me. I was like, fuck it. Society doesn't tell me what I do each day. I do whatever I want. Get fucked. You're not going to fucking blackmail me into being sentimental. And then I was like, I didn't contact my dad. And then I saw a photo of him today in a bath or something or like in a fucking swimming somewhere. And I was like, it suddenly hits. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You have a period where you're like, who cares? Fuck it. Life's short anyway, and then suddenly you suddenly see a photo and you almost cry and go like, "Fuck! I should have sent a message. I should so, have done wait, something." So, hold on. so you didn't you didn't do you didn't contact your dad at all yesterday? No, for no, Father's I day? did. I was fuming because I had um, I only got to see my boys for a little bit, and it just you know it's a bad day. Like once you're divorced, every big event <laughs> is sad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's the death of a dream. So you drive there, they look like. Uh, white trash They're loaded into a car You take them to fucking Sizzler For 20 minutes in time zone And then drop them back You feel like you're in fucking 8 Mile You feel like you're going to pick up M&M From a fucking caravan park There's yeah. all weeds out the front It's just fucking depressing Everything seems grey The Sizzler meat looks grey You know, they, they've got fucking wet nappies but anyway yeah i i eventually i did contact my dad but mm. it's more important to me to communicate my philosophy so i rang him said happy fucking father's day and then went on like a 20 minute rant about strong arming people into having significant days and how dare they determine <laughs> that i have to go and buy you tennis balls today and if i don't buy them then i'm a bad fucking son and i don't love you even though you know you love me but hallmark has said unless i buy you fucking socks on the 4th of september that we had a shitty relationship 
I'm like, it's fucking annoying, man. What's his out like for Father's Day? He agreed with me, but like, I don't know if he was just being tough, just hey. like, just trying to win my approval. But he agreed, but he was crying that you hadn't got him anything. So you couldn't, you weren't FaceTiming. You couldn't see his tears through the phone. Do you know what the thing is? You act like none of this shit matters, mm. but like the last few years I've turned off my notification, like my birth date on Facebook. Uh. And then... By the end of the day, it hits you, hey, like when no one's actually acknowledged your birthday and you've achieved your purpose, but you feel yeah. like you're you're going about to cry in the car. Like yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened with my ex, man. Like we had, I took it off Facebook, so no one ever said happy birthday. And then it was like late on my birthday and she said, oh yeah, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. And it was just like, you just feel like a piece of shit, but it shouldn't matter. Do you know, like my whole attitude was like, it doesn't matter. But I'm saying to you, like, that's the only reason I hope that I've still got a heart. Like, there must be some empathy in there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To react yeah. like that. Yeah, we yeah, must yeah. be somewhere, somewhere I'm not a guy that would bash a dog in the back of the head with a shovel. Man, which I is think a that's, that's a very rare breed of dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, that's a horrible person, hey? Oh, man, a dog truly is man's best friend. You know what I mean? Like, there's uh, there are very few things that you can show unconditional love to that aren't blood-related to you in this world and a dog is one of them so to then take a shovel and whack one in the back of the head that you've had a connection with i find the dog like no one seems to realize that the the love is given out so widely because it's not just isolated to you do you know what i mean like you're sort of you've got this rapport with the dog you love the dog but then a stranger comes around and you're like hang on you're you're acting as close with the postman <laughs> do you know what i mean like <laughs> you know, if, if you were if you were jealous you'd be like hey hey that's just for me, Mitzi. Like, that's... What the fuck? What the fuck? You lick everyone's arms? Jesus. You've got a real low IQ. You just... You love everyone? Like, fuck. Don't throw it out like seed to a pigeon in a park. Are you fuck telling me that you've had choose. dogs before and you haven't been able to tell the difference in the dog's, uh, like, actions towards you and someone else? Like, the dog just no, doesn't care? No, I'm just care? saying sometimes, sometimes I see a dog... It's nice to its owner, but then it's equally nice to a stranger that comes around. And, like, no one seems to analyse that and go, <laughs> hang on, maybe the dog is just about treats and maybe if I die, my dog will eat me within three days. <laughs> I think um, I think that I've had dogs where, like you, you, like, you sit around with them and people come around of the house and the dog's excited to see the other person. But it's, it's those little tiny moments where, like, the dog comes back to you and sits on your lap or, like, the dog is hanging oh, out with someone yeah, else yeah. and then comes over. And that's, how, that's, that's when you know. Because I think if that didn't happen, you, I would be very suspicious of the dog. I would no, think surely right. not. I, I, I think I prefer the, the psycho dog that uh, d defends the whole house. Anyone comes, they try to attack you and then is only loving to the three people in the house. But if you yeah. go to a park, it could kill a toddler. And if you <laughs> fucking walk anywhere near the house, it will fucking throw into the glass and then just like shit its own pants because it wants to kill you. But then with you, it lies in bed licking you and being nice. But maybe that's just my personal preference of a dog. Like, rather than... Although I must say, I must say Labradors are probably the nicest dogs or like a golden retriever. Hey? Yeah. Like that's nice to everyone. Like they are fucking sweethearts. <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you have felt if your, like did your boys get you anything for Father's Day? Dude, they actually got me something. They made the art stuff. So you just bin that. But they what, had what, like what, are a, they, wait, what do they make? Just drawings, do you know, where I'm like, what is this, a fucking cave painting? Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is a house. And I think a, a comic said it. It's like, this is a house and then you take them out the front and go, you see? 
<laughs> look at our house. Look at this. You see the difference? This isn't our house. This looks nothing like our house. You need to fucking lift. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love that they have to label it. But it's got, I, I do like the, the notes that the parents, the teachers get. Like what? Do you know, like the summation? Like dad's 70, he enjoys drinking beer. Uh, my favourite time with dad is going to the service station to get treats. And <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, those are great. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's, you always sound like a meth head or An white absolute trash. absolute degenerate. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, I don't know if the teachers do it on purpose, but the description of you sounds like a piece of garbage. Dad... <laughs> Works a lot. He, he gets us occasional treats at the service station and his favourite drink is alcohol and sort of sitting out back drinking. <laughs> but that's, like, that's, also, that's also the horrifying thing is like it, that's, that's what you look like through to, to your kid, you know what I mean? Because you think, oh, you've had decades of, of it, like experiences and things you've done and you go to work and you have these conversations with people and, you know, this rich, rich, fulfilling life. But when you're with your kid, all they see is like, oh, dad's home. How was your day? And then crack open, a, crack open a beer. They don't see you at parties. or They see a 70-year-old alcoholic that's broken <laughs> from uh, not enjoying their life anymore. And he's just like, I think my dad's like 900. But like a dog. They don't think about the broken bit. They just think, oh, dad loves beer. I love dad. <laughs> like, that's Dude, it. you know what I love about... I reckon kids are more intuitive and smarter than adults. Like, I feel like the whole... When they're young, they're, they're very honest. They're genuine. They're very intuitive. They listen to tones. They actually don't judge anyone. They live in the moment. I'm like, fucking... That is actually where you should stay. Do you know what I mean? You become an adult and then as you get more money and more wealth, your whole goal is to get back to where you were before you got defiled by the system. Like a five-year-old has a better, more emotional intelligence of engaging with this world about just fucking living in the now, just brushing shit off, no attachment to anything, everything's good. Do you know you never see a kid... They don't, it's that sound of thing. Like they don't know, you don't know you're poor growing up. You just mm. take it and appreciate it. You're like, how good's getting fucking fizzy water? We got fucking, <laughs> I got fucking a bottle of Sprite and got to spray it on each other. Do you know what I mean? We got fucking fizzy drinks. It's fucking lucky. Do you know what it's actually like? But aren't those kids doing the, like those kids have the same thing where they're not like, they're not actually processing the world properly. They're just react, reacting at face value Dude, to everything. That's what I'm saying to you. So it's perfect. I mean, you're basically... That, 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 that's the people I idolise. When I said I'm driving along and I see that guy in the forklift just staring at a tree, I'm like, <laughs> I was happier when I was just on the swing. You would react. If your parents didn't give you chocolate, you would have a fucking psycho tantrum <laughs> yeah. and try kick shit. And, and if, if your parents suddenly split up, you don't even care. You're just like, oh, two Christmases. How good is it? I don't give a fuck about I their relationship. That. Dad's an alcoholic. You're like... Dad's sick fun after vodkas. He's super fun. He swings <laughs> us around, does dangerous shit. I like drunk dad. Do you know that you don't judge anything? You're like, drunk dad's the fucking funnest. Well, your, your parents are, aren't divorced, are they? Nah, man. But I think everyone's divorced after 10 years. It's just whether they actually do the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you, because how did you sell that to your kids? Because like, I remember. They just don't realize it. I remember my dad doing the, like, how would you feel if thing and I was like oh how would how would you feel if if there were like if we had two houses and I was like yeah that sounds cool and they're like and then dude dad's are your like, parents if, divorced yeah yeah and then my dad's like oh no I lived in one and your mum lived in the other and I was like yeah cool sick two bedrooms I love it 
yeah. on board. Dude, the, the, the thing is, so much of the emotion of uh, the divorce is uh, just watching Steven Spielberg Disney movies and you projecting onto the kids that it's it's so important that we all throw the frisbee on the same day. But it's, <laughs> it's much more important that you're not unhappy and basically day drinking to get through a shit relationship. Yes. It's so much better to just fucking snap it and go like, fuck, when dad, when I go around to dad's, he's so, he's so much happier now. Do you know he does whatever the fuck he wants? Yeah. He's drinking vodka in the morning, but he's a fucking <laughs> charmer, man. He's a charmer. He's a beautiful spirit. What did your kids get you that wasn't, um, uh, wasn't shitty artwork? Dude, it was like a, a wooden spoon. With uh, a superhero eyes on it and a little cape behind it, and I didn't understand it. I liked it because it looked pretty cool. And then I thought, "How good's this? I can use this spoon for discipline." <laughs> they made their own tool, their own tool to discipline them. I'll say, "Like, get me your fucking spoon, the one you made with eyes on it, and then I can whip their butt." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wouldn't do that. I, I, I find like I would never uh, hit a kid because I'm like, I feel like to. You have to process anger, right? You have to, as as like an adult, you're meant to show them. Like you don't have to mm. actually, you know, like for you to lash out shows you can't control your yeah. own emotions. Hitting a kid is a failure of yourself. Oh, well, yeah, it just shows you can't process bad news and you're like a weak fuck. You can't deal with your own emotions to the point where even like a small child can send you into a fit of rage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're immature. Like, look, what a fucking idiot. I'm saying that from the perspective of saying that I spat in a mirror at myself <laughs> and spat on a wall. But they definitely don't see any of that when I'm around them. That's a lot healthier than hitting the kid, though. Like, if you have to spit at your own reflection to get through the day. <laughs> dude, I just think, At least think, you like, found an out. <laughs> dude, I do like... I've seen it on TV, but I want one, one of those rage rooms where you can just bash stuff. Like, sometimes I watch videos where they just smash a, a perfectly good car, mm. and I do find it cathartic. I'm like... And then I think, well, you don't even really have to pay for that. Someone can just cut you off and then you follow them down to the shops. And you, just like, you can do it to their, their car while they go in to get their cold shop. <laughs> like you don't really have to pay for a, a, a rage room, do you? Oh, man, how much catharsis is there in just punching a dude, steering wheel? Fuck. Dude, you know what the favourite thing is? Hitting the steering wheel. Do you know what I did? My favourite was mm. um, a guy... I love traffic interactions where they're raging and you're raging because you're both having a shit life. Yeah. And I had... Um, I had one interaction, they were in front of me and then I fucking went past and gave them a wave and, you know, like pulled a finger or some shit. But then further down, we were coming off the freeway and they passed me and he was an older guy with his wife and he went like this, like back at me. But he didn't expect it. I fucking bailed off the freeway and followed behind him. <laughs> like just to give, to give him a rush. Shit. And then he was like, so fuck, shit. fuck, fuck. But he was like, oh, shit, how's this cunt? Like, he's, I whipped across the, the interlane and then I was behind him. And then I, I basically just followed him for a while just because I wasn't going to do anything. I just knew that he would be like, oh, shit. And then eventually I followed him into the suburbs, like, slowly. And I was trying to act like I wasn't following him just to make him even more scared. And then he went the roundabout and I drove off sort of laughing. But I would never, like, I'm not violent. I just thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> you just thought that intimidating an old man into freaking out, maybe driving to a police station. I just station. thought it would be hilarious that, that he thought, <laughs> that he thought, oh, fuck, what have I done? Because I knew his wife would be blowing up at him. Because whenever you're in a car and you, you get angry, your partner, like it's, especially with uh, 
partners, like they hate it. Like it, uh, so many nights out, do you know when you end up some dickhead fucking slaps you in the back of the head? If you stand up for yourself, then it's like you fucking, you know, it wrecks the night, and you're yeah. getting you're getting um you're getting reprimanded like a day later. You're fucking so immature. <laughs> what you said, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking stab you, and I'm like, you're disgusting. We were just out for a dinner. I'm like, dude, he fucking. He smashed like a fucking pint glass into the back. Like, I'm going to have to do something. I'm sorry. I said, like, there are certain behaviours that have to be reacted to. I'm really sorry. I know that it was our anniversary and I shouldn't have followed that guy home in, the, in our car. Like, I know Man, I had one I a while ago. Much. Like, there's a problem with having the, the convertible is that you're very exposed, you know? Like, mm. like, I had one where this woman cut me off and I, like, honked at her like a normal person would to be like hey yeah. what the fuck and man she's like a car full of kids and she, just the most bogan trashy fucking piece of shit woman you've ever seen in your life and she's out the window like screaming at me like i'll fucking kill you like yelling at me, <laughs> call, oh, calling me a faggot and just screaming and i'm like whoa lady you like you cut me off like uh, <laughs> what the f- like what is this like yeah, yeah, why yeah. am i gonna get murdered on the gold coast highway <laughs> because you cut me off what the fuck do you know what the thing is? People say, well, why Why do you react like that? Well, you're going 100 Ks and it's fight or flight. Like your subconscious knows that if they actually cut you off, you die. Mm. So it makes total sense that if some fuckhead like rams in front of you, that you might react in a, a survival way and go like, oi, fuck, yeah. what are you doing? And you've got adrenaline say, oh, pumping got- through your body, man. It's like insane feelings. You've got anger issues. What? Because some turtle like went right in front of me and almost rolled my vehicle and put me into an early grave and me tuning twice says that I can't control my feelings. When I'm going 100 kilometres, they're going 100 kilometres, they weave in front and, and, and your partner's like, dude, you need to chill out. We're going to get you on more antidepressants. You shouldn't be <laughs> reacting like this. You shouldn't be emotional like this. You should just be like able to just like dead air and stare. Like, I just think it's not normal mm. not to react react when someone cuts you off or does something intrusive or rude to you like you should react i had one where i came onto the uh, pacific motorway and there was right in front of me like a three car pile up it just went bang 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 and i like yanked the steering wheel to the right man missed this crash by millimeters it was there was absolutely nothing in it and i had to pull over onto the emergency lane and just get out and like punch the concrete wall and just yell because it was like my adrenaline was so spiked Yeah. Dude, well, you were, you were saved. You were lucky. I, I, I think, um, yeah, man, I, I wish I could talk about some of my car crashes. <laughs> <laughs> have there been a few? Yeah, there's certain things I can't talk about, man. But I have, you know. <laughs> well, my question, my question before was going to be um, with uh, tying it back to Father's Day, how would you have felt if the kids, if your kids hadn't gotten you any of the shitty art or the wooden spoon? <laughs> Oh, dude, well, this is, the, this is the truth of it. Like, you feel so brave when you do it to your dad. Yeah. But if I had rocked up to that sort of fucking council flat or wherever they <laughs> live now and they didn't have any, anything for me, I would have been devastated. And yeah. go like, come on, don't you love me? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm such a big deal when it's me and it's all about me. But when it, when, you know, like when, it, when it's me being rude, but if I, I need the sentimentality returned to me. So I'm just a, a narcissist. It's absolute shit. But Wolfie, what, what if they had said, oh, we don't believe in Father's Day? <laughs> and then, Fuck, and then I would have loved it in a way. <laughs> Dude, you know what I want to ask? Like growing up, did you, were you mad? Did you do some crazy shit in your cars when you were young? No, no like not too, not too much. <laughs> 
I mean, I just remember the first time I got my car and it was like, because early on you got your parents in there or a driver and the first time you got it, you just like, I remember you just suddenly go like 150 Ks and then you're doing burnouts. And did you not do this sort of stuff? I've done done a couple, but what the, like as soon as I, I think the whole, the whole experience was kind of ruined for me because I got the car and I parked the car and I thought, great, now I have a car. This is sick. Came out the next morning and someone had backed into the car. Like that was the first thing that happened to someone. I had it for 12 hours and they left a note and I got it fixed and everything. But yeah, it kind of, it kind of put a lid on. On, uh, Dude, that's the thing. I got, I got trashy cars. Do you know what I mean? Like where all the doors were different colours. I mean, this was a 1994 Honda Accord. I wasn't like, I wasn't oh, singing about but it. But I had a, I had a car that you'd pushed up, but I was telling you like, fuck, you used to have fun, man. Doing oh, yeah. burnouts, going like doing burnouts around trees, burnouts at schools. You used to go <laughs> on to actual... You'd go on people into people's flower beds and like rip it up, <laughs> like people you didn't like. And... It, Man, the best thing we did is we, my car eventually got a, a yellow sticker and I took it on a bike track. Mm. I took it off, like on bike track. But you don't realise it seems so fun, like, because I was like, oh, the car's fucked anyway, a yellow sticker. So I basically just r- drove it through a post and then put it into the bike track and you launch. But you don't realise without suspension, when a car lands from height, it fucks up, dude. It fucks up big time. <laughs> what happened? Because you car? smash... Well, there's no suspension, so you smash the whole dash in half and you almost kill yourself. <laughs> because a car a car shouldn't be dropped, dude, unless... Like those monster trucks, you just... You forget that they've got all springs and shit in, yeah. uh, you know, the suspension yeah. to land. And then you just launch and it's real dumb shit. But, I mean, I don't know how... People survived uh, driving like that. Like almost everyone I know was just like drink driving, driving around. Like it was crazy times. Hey, nineteen twenty. Like you don't even have a frontal lobe. You don't know what's yeah. going on. You're just a fucking dumb cunt. Hey, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're all dumb cunts just going racing. You'd race home from work. Do you know it's just ridiculous doing handbrakes slides for no reason. Like mm-hmm. we, but you were lucky. You didn't do any of this. No, I remember not having like that. street races. You'd drive around suburbs. You would drag against other people. Or what you'd do is you'd do a strip and then come back and, and check it, you know, once you knew there weren't speed cameras there and then you could do races down the street together. Man, Didn't I, you yeah, do all this stuff? Man, no, I'm a, I'm a boring dude, man. Like, I don't I – did, there's no drinking at any point. Uh, like I, I love that – Drinking's the worst thing I ever did, dude. It <laughs> fucked my life up. Yeah, Such but I thought, shit man, I sh- you were just, you were just, um, uh, you were just singing the praises of drinking and how it's saving you from uh, like what's going on inside no, your head. No, it's because my life's my life's a car crash, so I need to be drunk to forget <laughs> how bad it is. But if I had not drunk in the beginning, I, might, I had a lot of potential. I probably could have achieved something. Instead, I have to drink my way through the last. 40, 50 years because <laughs> it's all a fucking write-off. <laughs> I hate it now. But, dude, the, the drinking culture is bad in Australia. I don't know how you avoided it. Like, drinking for me was like fucking binge drinking. Like, most of my alcohol was consumed through funnels, from mm. roofs. Like, people used to have... I, I think almost every beer I drank was forced into me via a funnel. Even when you passed out, people would try like fucking force beers down your throat. Like you'd be lying, you, people lying passed out and someone would try to put the funnel in their mouth and put beer <laughs> with vodka, vodka added or diuretic or fucking diarrhea pills or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, what, what was the thing to make you shit your pants? Laxatives. Someone did that to me. Yeah, someone put a full thing of laxatives in there. 
Mm. once for me in a funnel. And then I was like, I thought I was being cool. They go, oh, do a double funnel. You're so cool. And then, you know, it was exactly, it was exactly that Schadenfreuden. They started laughing, you know, as it went down. And I thought, that doesn't seem right. Where's the, you know, and then you felt dust go down. <laughs> you know, you end up, it's actually dangerous shit though, dude. Like I ended up like almost dying on that. That's too much because you, you're doing like a centurion. Then they put you on a funnel. They put vodka <laughs> in there as well and a, a, a laxative. And then you're at a local pub. You're blind drunk and you could actually die and they don't care. And it's a big laugh to everyone. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> he's had to shit in the sink. He almost died. Look at him. He's white. <laughs> people hate when, uh, when you don't drink as well. Like people really get offended by it you know what i did to get that guy back he we were doing the centurion and then we did it and i got that funnel and i put i linked the funnel this was on the, a camping trip i put the funnel with a longer hose pipe and i put it near the campfire and then attached the pipe into his tent and zipped it up and it was fucking basically pumping carbon <laughs> carbon monoxide <laughs> into his tent all night and I realised later I could have killed him, dude. He came out, he was red-eyed, his skin was all fucking fucked because he'd been basically hot, hot boxing. Hot boxing, all the fire was pumping the smoke directly in and it was zipped up. And he woke up and his throat was like... <laughs> and he was like... Uh, but, you know, you're just so dumb. But the thing was, you don't think shit out. Mm. All I remembered was that I almost died in the sink shitting, so it was time to get payback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, what, we were both playing a cat and mouse game where one of us ends up in prison. Like, these are all crimes. He yeah. shouldn't have fucking spiked my drink. But then I shouldn't have tried to sort of... Um, uh, Gas him. That's how you die in a car, dude. That's how you die in a car. Do you know when you gassed it, put the yeah, yeah, tailpipe yeah. in? Close the garage, it's, put the hose dude, on. Dude, and you think it's such a clever idea, but that's actually, you could kill someone doing that. It's fucking stupid, man. Fuck. Apparently that's not a, like it seems like it's not a bad way to go, but it's actually quite terrible. Those uh, from people who have survived, the last moments are really not that fun. Yeah, man, I had a, a mate... It, it, a, a guy that I knew and did it over like over last yeah, Ugh. full on man. Yeah, and you, you know what's so bad is you lose touch with people and then you only find it out about it on Facebook later. And mm. it seems it's, it, you, it's so um, disconnecting where you have like someone you know and then you find out like a year later. Do you know what I mean? Because you haven't bothered to connect and you feel like fuck, I missed everything. Do you know like uh, do you know it's like. I, I suppose it's that weird thing, like I was saying, oh, you're not being sentimental to your parents. If you don't ring them, like you move to London, don't ring them for a few weeks, you could just actually discover when you next call, oh, yeah, you, you know, your dad's dead, dude. He's been dead for a month. <laughs> and you're like, I've been in Kentucky trip. I didn't know. And you just feel like a monster. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, so that many taint, people I travel with. That would with, taint all of the beautiful memories of Kentucky. <laughs> so many of my, my mates that travelled, one of the reasons they left and went home was because you suddenly get sentimental and you're like, you just see a Skype call with your parents where they look really old and you're like, oh, oh no. fuck. Like they, they, you know, I've got to be around because they just suddenly imagine they're doing running with the bulls and then find that their their mum died and they're like, <laughs> but then it's not the right way to live, dude, because no. then you, it's like a bird that doesn't leave the nest. Then you're just hanging around, clinging onto each other. Nothing's achieved. Well, are your parents, are your parents significantly older than you? No, nah, man, they're not old. They're not that old. But you know what the thing is? When you're traveling, 
every time you come back, you you know, like it's the same like when you're separated and you don't have your kids. Every time you see them, they look bigger. I'm like, fuck, it's my five-year-old shaving now. He looks <laughs> old, hey. But I'm saying with your old parents, it's the same. Like if you travel and you come back six months later, you're like, fuck, my dad's shrunk like 30 centimeters. Yeah. He's well, got like, he looks like a fucking uh, skeletal. <laughs> well, because my, my parents had me at, tw- like they're only 20 years older than me. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I haven't had that. Like they're only just turning 50 and I'm, I, I'm turning 30. Dude, you know, I hate, I, I hate that's it. That's unbelievable. You've got party parents. You've got the dream hookup <laughs> where they're basically <laughs> theoretically could just be friends of yours. 30 yeah. to 50 is, it's possible. Like uh, that age gap is manageable. Like you can have friends with a 20 year age gap and actually be sick mates. Yeah. So it's fucking dreamy. Like 40, 50, get the fuck out. Like, it's always not – they're too far back in the, the past. Yeah. But 20 years means, like, you could actually go on holidays and have a sick time with them. Like, that would be fun. Well, yeah, and because if you think about, like, uh, like end of life, you know, like, by the time they're actually carking it, I'm going to be fucking sick of this place anyway. Like, it's going to be too late. There's no, there's no, there's no gap, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you will you – will, that's what I like about the age difference because you get fucked over a little bit because, um, you, you know, with your brothers and sisters. Like, do you have siblings? How many? Mm. Bro- do you have brothers and sisters? Four sisters. They're all younger. Dude, that's what's insane because you, you've got a head start on them, but there's no guarantee that they will get the full ticket. So, like, you could basically – you get three years extra – but then they also die three years earlier and you basically <laughs> just get more life. Do you know what I mean? There's no guarantee. <laughs> what do no, you no, mean? You, like you, you might get more time. You just assume that, you know, if your brother's a year older or your sister's three years older, that you'll get that extra three. But it's actually free, free time often. Do you know what I mean? You end up dying at 50. Do you know what I mean? Like this idea that time's linear, that mm. you're entitled to 90 and that everyone's getting 90. It's like you, you, uh, the older kids just get a head start because half the time we're at the death nail, it's different lineup, right? The youngest often dies or the, mid, the middle one often dies because they're a fuck up. The middle <laughs> one's always a fuck up, hey. Is it in your family? The middle one's a fuck. No, no, the middle one's all, man, they're all, they're all not bad. It's all kind of, it's all kind of fine. Are you middle? Yeah, the middle screws because the middle comes and reigns in the parade. The first one is spoiled little brat man, that gets that's, everything. That's it, man. I remember being the only child and you you just, everything is great. It's so good. And then they start bringing more kids in and you're like, whoa, what the, hold on. This is a party for one. Get these fucks out of my that's booth. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you got to start sharing more and your, your conditions just drop. The first yeah. kid's got like, Every single moment photographed. Mm-hmm. They've got all the fucking new shit. They were worrying about cot deaths. They worried about <laughs> SIDS. They worried about this. By the third one, you're like, fucking ch- chuck it in the boot. Who gives a fuck? We'll make another one if we have to. Sick of these fucking kids. But you know what I mean? And the, yeah. the second one always rains on the parade. So the older one's got animosity towards them. That's why the middle gets pumped because they arrive and then they're often cooler. Well, they're not cooler, but they're a bit uh, because because they're not spoiled as much. They've got a, a better temperament. Mm. Like they just get on with shit a bit easier. So then the parents naturally probably like them more, and the <laughs> older one can pick that up. The older one can pick it up, but it's because the middle ones doesn't give a shit. So they go along with things easier. They don't complain as much. Do you know what I mean? They don't expect as much. But then I find that the third ones obviously the best because they become the mediator. They come in, they get on with the middle one. 
they also understand the older one and they sort of try try fix the the dynamic. Wait, so you know which one? Are, which one are you? Which one are you? I'm the middle. I'm okay. the fuck up. Because I'm the because I'm the oldest, and I I feel like your dynamics totally wrong. Like I feel, dude. I'm talking like. My things are definitely right because mine is the stereotype of the old, middle, young. Uh, yours might be different, but th- these ideas are, isn't that what I, people no, think? Man, like I think the, it's the, the, the uh, generally the eldest is, comes out all right. The middle one, uh, the middle one's not too bad. The third one often uh, is like too spoiled as well, you know? Because they're yeah, the baby, yeah, yeah. they get spoiled, and then the, all the focus. If there's three, it all goes onto them. Oh, you could be right, and then also, also that the youngest one, depending if the if the the older ones were naughty, then it gives them clear road. Because mm. sometimes if you've got a real naughtier older one, he's broken the parents. You've broken the rules. You've broken the power structure. The parents have given up. You've done whatever the fuck you want, and the younger one can see that, and it's like all bets are off. Uh, you know, curfews are gone, drinking's gone, you do whatever the fuck you want because the older one uh, is uh, Darren. Darren's fucking in prison <laughs> and you see you're like, oh, we're fine. Darren fucking <laughs> rode off his, his multicoloured car <laughs> going on a bike track. So, like, we're not that concerned that Wayno's not going to school. It's just good, <laughs> eh? See, I was too good and too boring and I gave uh, – yeah, I, I was not enlightening for my siblings at all. So there, like, there was no. I didn't push any boundaries. Didn't you have? Didn't you have like really naughty kids? Like we had people at our school that would, um, like, you would see there in year eight, and they would drive to school. Do you know what I mean? Like they'd be parking, and you could see that they're just doing illegal activity. Like their parents don't care, <laughs> and they're basically taking their dad's car. They're driving illegally. They're underage, and they're just cruising into school. Like, do you know how cool you are? That you basically steal your parents' vehicle because you, they have no fucking supervision <laughs> and you drive to school and you're in year eight and you actually drove to school? Yeah. You know, how, how the fuck can you make an impact when your mum drops you off and then comes into the class and says, he's left his lunch tin. And you're like, fuck, you said it in front of a guy that drove to school today. He fucking drove. His, he stole his parents' car and drove there. And you've said, I'm sorry, I forgot to put the note. In that I love you, boy, in your lunch tin. You're like, I'm going to get fucking fucked up. I'm getting fucked up at lunch, man. You fucked me. Man, I can't remember, I can't remember anyone who had uh, like any, anything that exciting. It's, man, it's Christchurch. Like nothing fucking, nothing happened. If, if a kid drove into school, that would, would be on the news, man. That would be, that would be yeah, national news. Really? Yeah, Christchurch, I've been there, man. Hey, it does seem sort of like... Um, yeah, yeah, it seems sterile, hey. <laughs> Don't you think it's a bit sterile there? Very big, small town. Yeah. It's, uh, it's no good. Dude, it's sort of like, it's one of those towns where, like, I feel when you're driving, people wave to you with, like, they know you. Do you know that they that's raise the, their little I hand on the, the steering that's the wheel? Wrong. The attitude they have is that they are, they're like, mate, we are, the, we are the city. We are the second biggest city in the country. If you want to come to the South Island, you have to go through Christchurch. We've got an international airport. And so everyone acts, I feel like everyone acts like a bit of a fuckhead. And uh, at least and when I was growing up as well, um, huge, huge club 
and nightlife culture like friday saturday is just just hordes of these fuckheads just moving yeah. like cattle from one club to another club and yeah. just spewing in uh, more and more obvious locations so everyone everyone's still kind of a shithead but no and no one's really that friendly but it's also small and everyone knows everyone that's like perth it, because isolation d- doesn't breed anything good no. Do you know what I mean? It's like a fucking the culture's like thirty years behind. They're all arrogant and hang on to it and think like, oh yeah, yeah, we're so progressive. I'm like, yeah, it's because like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like when uh, you you know uh, w- when you get put into a small little group and you always find someone attractive in that group. Like, so, say you go to a work meeting or you're away. Initially, you start and go like, well, fuck, these are all pigs. Yep. But eventually, your your standards adjust and you're like, oh, the instructor's pretty good. Hey, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's what happens in a small town. Like, the standards just drop, but you're not aware of it. Suddenly you're like, oh, that, that fucking, that two-tooth farm girl's not bad. Hey, she's pretty good. <laughs> she, she's pretty smart as well. Hey, she knows to put the pig menu in, in the style. Do you know what I mean? Like, you start. But yeah. I, I feel like, because I, I, I found, like, when I travelled, it blew my mind just imagining, like, when you were in New York or something, just imagining Perth. Just, just the idea of Perth. Oh yeah. In yeah. contrast, not. But you know, you sound like such a wanker, and this is the problem because you come back from traveling, and then people are like, "Oh, he's fucking so arrogant. He's so shit." And I'm like, "You're not arrogant. It's just like you saw some other ideas, and mm. you're open to them." I understand. <coughs> you can do whatever you want, but by traveling, you're like, "Oh well, I've, I, I've, I've realized that there are different ways to live, right?" You don't have to just uh, go to the footy and, uh, you know what I mean, go and get fucking trashed at that bar. Like some people do different shit in Japan or wherever. But you know what I mean? Then they're like, you fucking, all you need is to fucking stay here, mate. You go down to Bunbury, we do camping. What more do you need? What more do you need? Fucking arrogant fuck. Oh yeah, man. Going from going from Christchurch to Toronto is like it's just so so massive. And then that's when that's when um uh, being being a non-drinker, you're like, oh, this is this is fine. No one no one's hassling you about it. They, they don't. Oh yeah, yeah. You would have got hassled in a small time. To oh yeah, man. Christchurch people. Why don't you drink? What's wrong with you, man? What's what happened, dude? This is what I found online when when people sort of smash. Uh, cancel culture where people say the wrong thing but they come from a small country town like as soon as people get exposed to ideas they get more progressive Mm. do you know like the homophobia and all this shit racism like some of these fucking poor country fucks are unaware of any of this like if you just took them to toronto or they went to like a mardi gras or something they would immediately adjust what they're saying and then people just fucking slam the fuck out of them Mm. and it's like they never got the memo like, they're not bad people. They just didn't get the fucking update. You got the system update and then you're like, oh, look at him. He's running with with Windows 44. He's a fucking turd. He's a bad person. But I'm like, if you just took him for a two-week Kentucky, even like some of my bogan mates, two-week Kentucky come back and they're pro everything. They're pro fucking <laughs> yeah, gay yeah, marriage. Yeah. They're pro this. They're pro drugs. They're like, you know, this is a farm guy that's like, fuck it, footy, we do this, fucking don't do that. It's fucking shit. And then they come back and they're suddenly, do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I'm transitioning. Do you know what I mean? Like they just fucking, do you know, the whole perspective can change in a millisecond. And then you feel see online like people just smashing cunts. But that that probably didn't get the memo, Matt. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, man. Can you can we go back? Can you please regale me with a story of a, just I need a bad a bad loss to feel better about my 
bad loss. Which, well, man, what do you mean the loss? Because I had, um, this week I got tanked, right? You saved me because I had miso and then it's pulled back. But I, I, I think long-term it's all right. I love that, that thing you did where I'm sort of uh, just digesting that 5% fall, but it's fallen quite a lot now. <laughs> and I've has. sort of, I've reduced my position, but the reason I do it for me because I've got margin, long-term it's fine. Do you know, mm. you just sit in there. It'll be all right. But I managed to jump across to Nova, dude. So I've, I've pulled back a ton of the money. But I'm still down, hey. I'm like 260. I've lost 40 grand. Fuck, but really? I'm actually... You're still dude, up 10. That's not, a big de- <laughs> that's not a big deal, dude, because I I pulled back some from Nova and uh, Miso's now 465 or whatever, which yeah, is Yeah, which sick. is down from 524. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'll get more units now. So, I'm actually stoked about it. Hopefully, it can drop to, like, 420, 440. And then, you know, I'll just increase my net position in it. So, when the news comes, it actually, it's actually my dream. Like, you don't understand. Like, this is what's weird with stocks, hey? Like, I should be upset, but it's actually the best thing that could have happened. Oh, I'm I, over the moon. Of course. I get that. I totally get that. It's a, it's a great thing to happen. Man, like, dude, if even, even, even Ethereum like bottoming out is great because that means I can buy more actual Ethereum yeah, and it's going to yeah, go that's up. That's what I'm saying. You, you get more you get more underlying units mm. and the dread and regret of missing that opportunity where it went up 40% is alleviated because now it's like, oh, it's 20%. And then if I make a little bit of money on Nova, mm. I can actually find myself when it's next at 520 back where I should have been. Mm. So like it's so, it's so weird because like, it's falling now and I'm fucking over the moon. Yeah, well, you man, I'm over the moon, dude. You are completely welcome for me saving you with uh, my screaming that you need to diversify, <laughs> dude. How's Nova, which I should have pitched to uh, on this pod, but I don't pitch everything I, I've got because otherwise, like, whatever, man. There's well, yeah, you told me you told like- me that Nova had gone up, and now I'm sitting there in WGO, which is doing fuck all. Oh, for WGO, some years. mate. That's not even the right code. It was OGW. <laughs> you got the wrong one, mate. <laughs> Fuck off. I need that money need to it. make back my losses on my future trades. <laughs> Dude, I, I, um, that Nova has been such a turd. I sold people out. I had to sell out some of mine at 1.3 and it's 9.3 say now. Yeah, yeah. I owned Fuck. that fucking thing back in the day. I, I was there, like I said, oh, the market's efficient. Well, not that much because I've been sitting around in that fucking thing and was like uh, screwed myself. And I eventually had bought some at three and some at like 1.4 and I sold out at 1.3 because it was just nothing happening and there was just delays. And now it's looking like it could head to 20 cents. And the thing is, it's just so frustrating, dude, because it's like two years and I could have made like 10 times the money. Do you know what I mean? I sat in it for yeah. fucking months and was sort of vilified as some numpty. Oh, what the fuck's this fucking pile of shit? And it's actually a great gold stock and it just took a bit of t- longer than expected to roll things out. But this is what we got is, back to, dude. Timing's everything. But is that, yeah, well, I was going to say, is that frustrating for you? Because it must be frustrating to think that you could have put all of your money into this one stock and if you had just done absolutely nothing, like taken everything that you've done yeah. for years, done none of it, and just sat there with this one stock, you would have made infinitely more money than you have oh, 100% I would have made millions. But you know what the problem is? I, th- I think you can't get into the sentimental. No. You have, you can only, the only, otherwise you're a gambler if you just mm. go on emotion. 
and result you have to buy into the story so it's like i liked miso blast more as a story mm. and that's all that matters uh, if i'm just fucking going on price then basically I might as well just gamble on dogs down at the track, dude. Like there really is no basis. Because I don't, you don't really know what's going to go up and what's going to go down. But fuck, dude, if you're not honouring like a story, then what the fuck are you doing, dude? It's just straight gambling, yeah. don't you think? Like you have to follow a fundamental belief of oh, that's a sound business, that's going to make money. And then it doesn't really matter if it doesn't happen and some other fucking pile of shit goes eight times because I feel like if you trade... With sentiment, you're gone, hey. Like, you'll eventually lose money, don't you reckon? Long yeah, term? of course, because you need to be able to justify whatever it is that you're doing um, because that's, Dude, that's, that's why it. it's investing. You have to be able to be comfortable with why you made that decision. And uh, if you're like that, then even though you miss, like, a brain chip that goes through the roof, you're like, well, I don't care because they were fucking – they were shit, they took mm. too long to roll out the business. I found it frustrating. I got sick with management and I did the right thing. Like they shouldn't have been fucking around. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, you, you know, when you, you, you support your footy team and then they start playing a really brand, a shit brand of footy or whatever. Mm. And then why do you keep supporting them? It's like, do you know, like you see England in the World Cup soccer and they play always defensive, play not to lose. And I'm like, what's the point? Like who wants to win like that? Yeah. It sucks. I much prefer watching Argentina <laughs> just blow out in the heats because they fucking it's it's 20 nil because they had some new strategy where there was no goalie. They're like, oh, we just fucking try that. It'll be sick. Hey, the goalie's up front. And you know what I mean? Like I, I but I'm saying to you if you can buy into the the story, but it happens a lot in sport and stuff where, you know, the 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 ethos isn't right. Do you know what I mean? And you should just... Do you, have you ever thought about bailing a club? Like, I've never seen many fans do it. Like, they just stubbornly stay on because of its, their birthright. But sometimes, like, if a coach gets in there, you should you should burn the scarf, dude, and go, like, this play, they play like shit. They recruit shit players. This guy's a dickhead. I'm out. Fuck it. I'm going to change clubs. But you never do it, eh? The thing I found weird is that I think when I when I got here, uh, what, 2013, 2012, um, the Gold Coast Titans were just becoming – I think that what they I, – I don't know the history. I think they brought them back twice or something. Like there's been some variation yeah. of the Gold Coast Titans two different times. Um, they try to get this yeah. fucking team – like a Gold Coast team up and running. And how, yeah. how do you get on board with a team that's just started in your city? Like I don't, under, I don't understand how you can – I love it because it was like Frio Dockers when they got rolled out here and it was like they had all the launch party and they're going, the, the name, Frio Dockers and it's based <laughs> on the wharf and they go, this is our song, Frio. And it was like, but I remember that moment and I was like, how did, how did cunts latch onto that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, manufactured. Being- how do you get, how do you fucking invest in a manufactured thing like that it's fucked and they're in there and they give they spoon feed you this product and it's like there was no history yeah and then i saw like a week later people down the shops with the free way to go i'm like this is all it's like when you go to singapore you go to singapore and they sing their national anthem every morning and night and then they've got this weird fish with a line on the head and it's like they made it about four years ago i'm like you have no history You've got fucking no bubble gum on the street. There's sterile shithole. 
asshole. And like they're just trying to fucking make culture overnight. It's just like, oh, these are our traditions. We sing wa-la-la and there's a fucking lionfish that some guy cunt drew about four years ago. Like, man, it's just shit. That's the Australasian way, man. It's, it's oh, yeah, we've yeah, we got culture, man. You're 18, you have a beer bong and, uh, uh, oh, we love we love short, short stubbies, we call them. And, uh, and oh, we call them thongs, not flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I like it. I like it because we're clutching at straws. Like, we've been here, I do it in stand-up, but we've been here 200 years, dude. Yeah. It's like a, it's barely a camping trip, like, it, we've, the culture, it's like when you go camping and you're like, oh, culture is to unload the esky, we unload the car and then we get the tent up. That's our culture. We haven't even been long enough to set up a fucking fire. Do you know what I mean? And then we're trying to like, and the thing is everything changes anyway. Like all the cultures merge eventually. So it's like, I don't understand why people get caught up in trying to freeze time. Like everything yeah. fucking changes. Where the Romans, dude? Where the fuck is uh, Aztecs now? Like, what about their fucking culture? It all gone. Like nothing lasts, man. Well, what I what I noticed is uh, there. I noticed probably since about maybe two thousand and two, New Zealand has had a very strong affinity for Lord of the Rings. But before that, it's like no one really gave a fuck about it. Almost like the only tangible thing that we have tying us to this uh, ah. franchise is the fact that the movie was filmed there. Like, what? who fucking cares about this Dude, shit? <laughs> I love that so much where a town gets famous for something and then it's everything. Like, And often it's just, this, oh, we, we all throw tomatoes at each other. We roll cheese down a hill. And then they're like, you know, we fucking love our cheese out here. I'm like, do ya? Or is it just because you caught, you caught a bit of lightning and some traction on some shit idea? And now every cunt's wearing dressed as cheese. We like rolled cheese. It's our favourite. I'm like, I don't reckon you do. Hey, I don't reckon you like cheese that much at all. I just think you found a way to be popular. Is that the history for every small town which has like a big something, like a big prawn or a big pineapple or a big whatever? The Dude, fuck? we were talking about it. It's like Brisbane, look at all Brisbane's statues. They're just like prawns, a weird fucking like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a weird caravan. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, I, I love that thought of like when in England they're building heritage listed statues of these great people. And then in Brisbane, people are ripping down like, the big pineapple, like, do you know what I mean? You know, trying to like it's offensive. No culture. The big pineapple's offensive. They go, the big merino's fucking offenders me. It's against New Zealanders. We're ripping it down. I'm like, it's you can tell uh, a lot about a, a town by the quality of their statues. Yeah, yeah. And it's like Brisbane is like, what is it? What are all those statues? What are they, man? They're just like big figurines, like an old woman that collects porcelain sort of uh, dolphins. You know those old women that have a glass thing with dog shit? Yeah, yeah, Dog shit little memorabilia. Brisbane has just done that on a big scale. You've just got big porcelain animals (laughs) sitting around for dummies. There's a place in in the South Island called Geraldine, and we, like, fuck, man, my father has picked some real wild places to go on family holidays. Geraldine was one of them. This place was basically a farm uh, where, uh, like, in a small town with a, like, a dirt, not a dirt, no, a BMX track. That's what it had. It had a BMX track. Yeah. Um, but in, if when you went into Geraldine proper, which was probably five minutes away from absolute wasteland, farmland, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing around. Um, one of their big claims to fame was that they had the largest, the largest uh, jersey in the, in the country. Oh, I think it was woolen. It was a knitted one, and it was in the same place, right? The same store. They had, I 
I don't know if they were historic or if this guy was just a mental case and he sat around making them all day. But man, everywhere you looked, there were just these like ornate mosaics. Like it's the it's the oh, first word place I learned the word mosaic, and they had just these tile mosaics everywhere under this giant jersey. No, no, no. Of did they have mosaics of the jumper? Weird history things. It'd be almost did- Greek or Roman scenes and mosaics, and underneath this huge jersey that's made out of wool. <laughs> you think why? Why does this place exist? This is how you realize cultures of virus because when you go there, they're all on board. Like you oh, go yeah. to the local fucking, you get a coffee and they go, hey, hey, so you checked out the, the jumper yet? Hey, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> and they're so devo when you go, yeah, I saw it. It's not great. Oh, like, I, I love that. when you're in a town and they go, hey, mate, have you checked out the, the big bicycle? I'm like, yeah, it was shit. And I'm here for another few days. And I'm like, it's awful, mate. There's nothing here. But they're, they're like, they, you just see shock on their face. They're like, what do you mean the big jumper? I'm like, dude, it's embarrassing. And it's, I'm fucking fuming that I've come here. Do you know what I mean? Like, the heart's broken. They're like, but didn't you see the whale station? It's the original station where they used to strip whales. They used to strip whales. And I'm like, it sucks. It sucks. It's the worst holiday I've ever been on. This town sucks. This coffee sucks. Your whale station's shit. It's a fucking shithole. I said, do you smell that fucking coal blowing off your mind? Why don't you fucking focus on that? You raped the side of the, that mountain, didn't you? <laughs> Did you try focus on a fucking weird little jumper? <laughs> Akarola has, I think, four people who speak French, and it's uh, New Zealand's only French-speaking uh, town because <laughs> a few people speak oh, French. Uh, <laughs> and it made national news. Uh, it, oh, man, the worst beach you've ever been to. It's one of those beaches where it's all shells, so you can't sit on it oh. or do anything or take your shoes off. And um, It's nat- like the Pebble Beaches in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like uh, – it's probably – Full of, yeah, I think it's just shells and pebbles. It's horrible. Can't swim yeah. there. It's just filthy with boats. Um, uh, and it made national news when the fish and chip shop, which was the highlight attraction of Akaroa, burnt down probably 10 years ago, I'd say. Oh, mate, they have such big news. Do you know what I like as well? In a small town, you think it's big news, but no one even gives a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like they sort of refer to it as a timeline. Remember when the fucking fish and chip store? And they don't realise like no one's broadcasting anything. No one knows that their town exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only way they get to know it is when an asshole like me comes in and go like, your fish and chips suck balls, mate. <laughs> this town sucks. Okay, this is the smallest, shittest town I've ever been to. 30 people living here for a f- and for good reason because you're in a shithole. I'm like, this place should be burnt down. Burn the whole thing down. I'm going, you inbred fucking turds. But do you, do you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I do like not buying into their little ideas. Yeah, it is It is nice to, like, stomp on the necks of those who live in small country towns. Dude, because they always, <laughs> always want to go, isn't it quaint? Isn't it quaint? Isn't it quaint? I'm like, it's a bookstore. This is all online. It's not quaint. It's not quaint. I'm like, I think if you're telling people this is a qu- hey, th- how quaint is this? It's not, it's not as quaint as you think because people won't shut up about got how a, quaint They've got is. an antique thing. They've got overpriced books. I'm like, it's $9 for a coffee. And I'm like, I've got a fucking um, e-book. I've got a, a dong. Like, I can read on. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you want to see, you want to see my fucking book store? And you just show them an iPad and go like, yeah, here's my fucking book store. Every book that you don't have, I've got in here. Like, I don't need your dumb, your dumb 
past. <laughs> how how weird are those businesses though? I think man, it might it might not be a half bad idea because I feel like you can get away with opening whatever you want kind of business and anywhere even remotely regional even even here you go to spring springbrook or mount tambourine and as soon as you get up there it's uh like a fudge store and then some oh. some old man has a shop where he's he sells his art but his art's just like mismatched shoes that he's painted dude 100 percent. it's a gumboot a gumboot store but how is that store. viable how is it viable to have these places dude it's not i just think uh, a lot of people get uh uh, romanticize on their holiday and they go out they're courting with their partner and they've, they've got their um do you know they've got their new girlfriend there and they've got to seem to be nice so they've got to buy like 12 <laughs> fucking gumboots from this old deranged demented man so that their partner thinks they're a kind person but that is viable that makes it viable it just seems insane to me that someone would think to go to a place and set up with no knowledge, set up a, a museum in a town of 3,000 people and the museum's just filled with painted rocks. I've been writing a bit about this. It's because all the farms fail. Like, in Australia, they need it because we're in a fucking desert and they're trying to grow, like, fucking pawpaw out near Ayers Rock and then they've <laughs> got to have, like, they're going to have a magic store, they're going to have a caravan, they're going to sell gumboots, they're going to sell fucking gum nuts at the petrol station because the, the whole thing doesn't work because they're, you know, arid, they're in the Simpson Desert. It mean, like, they're fucking idiots. It happens in New Zealand too. It's not just it's not just here. It doesn't. I don't think it matters about the aridness. I think it's a type of person who goes out to somewhere like Arrowtown down in... Um, uh, down yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Queenstown, and they decide to open a shop where they just sell bits of wood that they found. But, but it works. And I think, like, I think, man, who's got the better quality of life, you know? But do they make a lot? Because I see it all the time, like, where I work here, and it's sort of, like, used rugs and weird <laughs> shit, and you see, like, <laughs> one person... One person comes in a week and you just see them sitting there staring out and then they'll sell like one Persian mat and I assume that just pays for rent and some Maggi noodles for the, the week. I suppose you're self-sufficient and you're your own boss, but it must be stressful, man. Don't you think? Where you're well, like, that's I'm stressful. selling Persian rugs, Persian rugs in a fucking industrial area and three people visit a week and they better fucking buy one. Eh? Failing rug store is stressful, but I think uh, like weird world of strange tat at a in a small town or up a mountain or something it's probably not those people always seem very chilled out and i don't know why i haven't done this because it seems like a good Dude, i agree because do you know you know what the, the best one is like those um dream catches or mm. spiritual things or crystals. like gemstones crystal shot, crystals mate. because because they're all out there, they're a bit isolated. You can just keep telling them their farm failed because they didn't have gems and <laughs> they need to burn a crystal. And you're like, and you can just play into their sort of your wife left you because you didn't have a dream catcher. You should have dreamt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're, they're all gullible. And you, you know what I mean? Because they're that, buying. Man, that's such a smooth sh- move, is it's not your wife left you because you didn't have a dream, it's your wife left you because you didn't have a dream catcher. I love that. <laughs> 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 just retconning someone's <laughs> failed marriage to them. <laughs> Yeah, man. I feel like those towns are always held hostage by one or two dominant personalities that control it. There's always some overbearing mayor that makes whatever decisions they want. Don't you think there's always like one or two dominant people that everyone's scared shitless of? Because you can go out there and run the show, dude. You can be like a mini Donald Trump. You become the councillor. You tell everyone they can't park out the front of Coles just for some (laughs) random reason. You, you, You change like... 
you change the rules, you put a curfew in, you put a speed limit in near a fucking milk milk cart. You can just feel all powerful, like omnipotent, and just go like, nah, nah, Sundays, there's no fucking market anymore. It's, it's fucking food and hygiene. We're shutting down the market. Do you know what I mean? And then they're going to do a petition and try to re-raise it, and you go, nah, we're only keeping the wishing well open and the magic shop. That's it. That's it, Sheila. It's a wishing well in the magic shop. There's no fucking market. The cakes, you want to get cakes, you get it from the fucking bakery. My bakery or the servo. There'll be no fucking bake stand. But why don't we move out to one of these places and take over the small town and start the only uh, regional crypto stock trading firm? And... But also, but also we sell like artisanal jandals. <laughs> Dude, I would love to go into a small town and just create, a, like we said with HR, create a bullshit culture, mm. weird stores and sort of like brand, you become the counsellor and you brand it and we're like, oh, we're all about, we're all about the fucking uh, gumboots. We're gumboots and then you put a big gumboot up there and yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. you do yeah. with, that, like with the Frio Dockers. And you're like, hey, guys, meet on Friday at the town square. We've got great news. We've got a new town song. And it's just some mate you've got on your guitar just like, we're the gumboots. <laughs> the West Coast gumboots. <laughs> and you're like, you better fucking like it. And I'm like, you buy gumboots. And then everyone at the shops has to wear gumboots. And we have the gumboot burning festival. We're the gumboots. Every year you make everyone in the town burn all their gumboots. But they're so invested in the gumboot culture. They come back the next week and buy more. People are so dumb. Within 40 years, people will be getting buried with their gumboots oh, in yeah. their coffin because they're sentimental. And they'll be like, go on, Jeffo, throwing his gumboots in there. He would have wanted that. We're the gumboots. I think the move is you move into the small town, you open up the gumboot shop, and you make the gumboots ridiculously expensive. But for anyone with a local postcode address, the gumboots are very cheap. And because of the perceived value, everyone's buying these gumboots and they're talking about the gumboots. So now you've got tourists yeah, yeah. coming through every day and they're buying gumboots and they're just keeping this wheel turning and giving you the capital you need to build the big gumboot. Dude, this is why, do you know what the thing is? When you travel, do you... You, uh, when you were there, like if you're with a partner, do you buy into the local culture? Like, I'm like I was saying before, I am completely uh, opposed to all tat. I can't have tat. I yeah, fucking yeah, but it that's what I'm saying nuts. because we got the same we got the the same temperament. So I'll be like, get the fuck away from me, hillbilly. I'm like, I don't want your shit. But then <laughs> that's why I always get in trouble. I get in trouble when I travel. I'm like, this place is fucking. This place is shit. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and when you've, you've got a new relationship, they're like, what are you doing? Why, why did you, do you know what I mean? Why did you tell that, go fucking get back in your car, you hill, <laughs> hillbilly bitch? <laughs> why did you say yeah, that? Yeah, and I think because, of, because we, have, uh, we both have that temperament, we never, we've never thought to be the gumboot guy, but we should think to be the yeah. gumboot guy because I think the gumboot guy is oh. a great... It's, it's, it's not... It's great. It's, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect idea. Man, the idea of manipulating an entire small town into adopting a forced culture is so funny to me, but then also backing it up with a stockbroking crypto firm is hilarious as well. I love it because it's that, it's that sentimentality that they do with Father's Day. Yes. You force it on them, you make it emotional, and you're like, it's for Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl's got rheumatoid arthritis. We need to raise money. We're going to have boots and you eventually start as a sentimental thing and the problem is no one can resist it because then they're a pig. You're yep. like, wear your boots. Cheryl, <laughs> Cheryl's sick. 
wear your boots. And then, you know, I realised you're right. If you're the puppet master, mm. that's what those people are. They are us. We've always resisted it, but we've never realised we should be administering the medicine, exactly. the poison yeah. to these people. If we controlled the idea, it would be hilarious. Where you go in and just fucking, uh, you turn over a whole town yeah. and basically... You, you, you landslide their culture into this ridiculous fucking... <laughs> Man, Gus's Gumboot Gully. We go in there, we start yeah, the shop, Gus's Gumboot Gully. You get the locals involved. <laughs> the gumboot down the hill, you roll it and you've got to chase it and whoever, whoever catches it gets, gets to keep that gumboot. And then the trick is, once you've instilled the culture, you start franchising, but not with gumboots. You go out and you do different things in different places. So you've got like like um, Umbrella World and some other, you're making a whole town, which is sunny all the time, but for some reason everyone has these like fashionable parasols. And then another one where it's just sounding equipment, urethral sounding tools and everyone in the town. (laughs) 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 And then what you do do is you start town rivalries. Like you go with the umbrella into Gumboot Town and sort of undermine there, you know? You, yeah, one, one, one night you drop off a giant umbrella in, in Gumboot Town. <laughs> and they're fuming. They're fuming and go like, we're going to go and fucking burn down their fish and chip shop. Fuck these cunts. <laughs> we'll fucking get them. But, you know, this is the idea that this is what the theory, the big high, high idea that this is what human beings are, that this was... Aliens came and gave monkeys mushrooms and set up this for their own amusement, this ridiculous fucking world, and they're watching from afar, laughing their dick off and going, like, they still believe in Jesus. <laughs> they still believe in Jesus. <laughs> These fucking retards. <laughs> they, think, like, they think God made this. They're in there. They're fucking washing their dicks in water. They cut their skin off. They don't know what the fuck's going on. These stupid fucks. These fucking monkeys. We gave them some mushrooms and then created this insane fucking dystopian world. (laughs) And they're watching from afar laughing. How much does a, does a, a business space in a small, just a building in a small town cost? It can't be, I don't know. I have no concept for how much that would cost. Dude, I want to, I want to go in like the wild west and I'm in a country town. I'm the only guy with, like, there's no legal gun handling lords, but I'm dressed like a sheriff and I have a, a large gun on a belt that I, with, with a sheriff's belt. And they're like, no one, no one questions it, but I'm illegally carrying a, a firearm around the, the local town. Man, I reckon if you went into a small town and you started a small jail, just a private small jail, and you had it all themed, and you had it all Wild West themed, I reckon in six months you would have actual control over that town and you'd be a recognised figure of authority. And you've... You've got your own. You've you've got your own gallows. It's never used, but maybe with like an extra, and, and then you're eventually locking Karen up in a, a mini fake prison yeah. because she parked incorrectly, and you're like overnight stay. And then you, you hold the gun and you, you handcuff her and go like, "You're coming with me." I shot the sheriff, and you take her to your little your fake prison. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. And who would stop you, man? Who who would stop you? No one would question it. You never make the news if you go small enough until it's too late. You do it low, and then you find out they're trying to contact the external world, and then you cut the phone line, <laughs> and you're like, now we actually really escalate things, <laughs> yeah. and then you start telling them. You, you blackmail all of them and they can't leave or enter the town. And you say, you'll sell these fucking gumboots and you better be into this jumper or I'll, I'll, 
I will talk about the child pornography that I found on your computer. You now live in my fake world. I'm the sheriff and you fucking sell gumboots. That's so good, dude. We need to do this. Oh, man. Welcome to Gumboot Shepherdson, home of the world's biggest gumboot. <laughs> At Gus's Gumboot Gully, we have artisanal gumboots for every occasion. Dude, we make them do those country ads as well, dude, where they're forced on. Do you know where there's some dumb? Come on in down to Gumboots. We're having a great time. All the gumboots you want. That's the <laughs> best. Like, That's on. the best one ever. <laughs> I love those ads Yeehaw! so much, man. <laughs> Welcome to Gus's Gumboot Gully. We've got a great special on gumboots this weekend. 70, 80, 90% off some of our premium gumboot ranges. We've got extra stock coming in this weekend and we have to move off the shelves. <laughs> Dude, do you know what it's actually right like, though? Though People did do this... Do you know where they set up their own theme parks? Like there was one in Perth called Disney Disneyland. Disneyland was like Disneyland, not Di- I don't even know D I Z Z Y. Yeah, Disneyland, <laughs> Disneyland's Park, and it was a, a sheep themed one. And I think, like, I swear, the fucking roller coaster, the, the roller coaster was like basically something that you put a kid on. Do you know, like one of those those plastic yeah. things that just goes down? Yeah. And then there was a few ponies. Ponies and like some fairy floss and a jumping castle, and the guy had fucking branded it up, and it went out of business within a few years. But fuckheads went there. Like I remember people like being jealous. Like you would go down there, they would have that. They would go there, and it was one of the shittest theme parks ever. Disneyland, Disneyland Park, and then there was like Atlantis. There was yeah. Atlantis in Perth. Mm. And the, the other one they had was uh, the gold mining one. You know those ones? Set, old settlers. Well. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are a few of them in Christchurch. I think over in Greymouth because there was a big gold rush in Greymouth. And I got family – like my family comes from there originally. Um, and I remember going yep. over and, yeah, you're just you, – you're paying money to go and take a pan into a filthy river and you're looking around for gold flakes like a fucking idiot. Like you're going to pull a nugget out and go, oh, I'm rich now. And also, why am I paying you for the pan? I can use my fucking hands. <laughs> Dude, and, and the thing is you come out and they go, you know what you've definitely got? Ross River virus because you've been bitten by 900 mosquitoes. <laughs> That's the only thing we can guarantee that you, you're going to be sick for a very long time <laughs> because, because that swamp is dangerous. We were not actually legally meant to go in there, but in you go, kiddies. Have a fucking sift. We had it in South Africa, dude, and it was just um, the jumble patch or something. And they, they, they just had dirty rocks, you know, like gem rocks, mm. but were cheap. And then you would go in and just push them into bags and then pay large amounts of money for shit, like different coloured bits of gravel. But it was just sold as like, do you know what I mean? Going to make a fortune. But the thing was, with those... Those old settler towns, there was always the story floating around that someone had found a proper nugget. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's what, that's what they lure you in with. They plant one gold nugget there when they open the place and then if couple, they keep mm. a couple gold flake shavings for later on down the track and every once in a while they release one and people are like, man, this is, oh, lucky. What a lucky bastard. He found $800 worth of gold. And meanwhile, they're charging $20 an entry and they've got hundreds of people coming through every week. They're just rinsing them. It's great. Oh, man. But what what was the? Did you ever hear the the Micklebergs in Perth? What's the no? What's the Micklebergs? It's the Perth Mint scandal. Like they basically they this this was ridiculous. It was so good. They basically they um they went and bought uh, gold from the Perth Mint, and then they um they put it in a mould and made a fake nugget, and then found it out in Kalgoorlie oh. and sold it for. Or they stole the gold, but they basically made a, they made a cast and then dirtied it up 
and they sold it to Alan Bond or someone big for a shit ton and <laughs> they sold the idea that they were like, oh, fuck. Dude, this is as big as a fucking soccer ball. Holy <laughs> fuck, what is this area? And they sold the whole area and people were like, nah, nah. All the experts were like, nah, it's the, it's the real deal. Hey, look at the way it's moulded. And it was actually just a plaster cast shit that they probably just pissed in pissed in mud and then put plaster cast there and made it look like a nugget. And all the experts were like, nah, this is the real deal. And then it eventually... Um, I think it came all unwound, but there was, I've, I don't know the full story because there was missing gold and eventually it, it appeared at Channel 7. It was like the best story. Missing Channel gold? Channel 7. Uh, what, like? It- yeah, I think there was, I, I forget the, the continuation of the story. I ne- really need to look it up, but there was, the end of the story was that there was other gold that had been stolen from the Perth Mint by the Micklebergs or maybe <laughs> they had stolen the gold. Yeah. But it reappeared in the Channel 7 Car park or something in in a sand pit there. They found millions. <laughs> what? What do you want? What do you mean? Why is Channel? Dude, 7? I don't know this story. <laughs> Someone, dude, this is the Mickelberg story. You got to look it up. These guys were great scam artists, and I think they they got away with it. I think they got off with it. Like I think they. I I don't know the full heist, man, but it was a sick story. They were so cool. I don't know how like all of these country towns and all these weird little businesses and all these weird ideas like how how are they not all scams? How, <laughs> they must be. They must all be yeah. scams. I don't. I don't get how any of it works. You know, like, man, there are so many businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to unpack the model for. I was watching TV one time uh, in, back in Christchurch, and they had a all these ads running for a week that they were having a giant rug sale at. I, I, yep. I want to say it was at uh, at Jade Stadium, which is w- where NRL, no, NRU is played. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. like the Super, what's it called? The Super 14. Um, it's a big stadium. And, and you're going like, how, man, how are you filling a stadium up with discount Persian rugs and making money? Who my- puts Persian rugs in their house? This is the thing. None of the numbers have added up. I have two. I've never been I to a house with a... I, I've never seen houses with Persian rugs. Like, maybe it's because I'm white and privileged. <laughs> I don't interact with any other race. I think those are the people buying Persian rugs. I have an affinity for them because we had one when I was a kid and I'm trying to recreate my childhood living room and my living room so I can forever, forever be a child. <laughs> never grow up. People love them, hey. Yeehaw! This weekend, Gus's Gumboot Gully Gumboot Bonanza returns with 70, 80, 90% off our premium range Gumboot stock. Come on in down to Gumboots. We have a great time. Due to an issue with our suppliers, we are inundated with excess stock and it all must move this weekend. We literally don't have any more room on the shelves for these high-quality Gumboots. They have to go immediately. All the Gumboots you want. Home Gumboots, office Gumboots, formal wear Gumboots, premium quality artisanal Gumboots for every occasion. This weekend at Gus's Gumboot Gully, there won't be another Gumboot Gumboot deal like this for a lifetime. Gus's Gumboot Gully on the corner of Ridge and James Street. Just look for the giant Gumboot in the Hungry Jack's parking lot. Yeehaw! I remember because we went in New Delhi when you went to the Taj Mahal and people would spend their whole day going to look for cheap gems. <laughs> These were the scams that you do. You get driven to Taj Mahal <laughs> and they would go like, before you got there, you're like, Where, where's Taj Mahal? And they go, oh, now first you have to come to this come fucking to Persian shop. rug shop. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to come there 
And then I actually ended up buying gemstones there because they'd give you some alcohol and then they, they played into your sentiment and going, oh, how lovely. You get matching stones for your girlfriend, your mum, your mother-in-law. They all have the same stones. And you end up like you've had a few white wines and you're trying to impress your partner. So you're like, yeah, hook me up. Hey, I'll get some of these blue fucking stones. And I actually did this, man. I bought topazes and then we, we've had some wines and then on the taxi back, you're like, why did we go to a, a gem store? Like we wanted to go to the Taj Mahal. Why did I? Why did I drink for two hours in a gem store? And why the fuck do I have them in my bag? And then you suddenly like you think, oh my god, we've been ripped off. And I remember like that up and down of it with my ex. The drive, we were so excited, and we go, dude, we've got like thousands of dollars of worth of topaz for what hundreds of bucks. We are so rich. And then, and then suddenly I, my, my partner was really excited, like it's sort of like a Smeagol, like, oh, let's have a look at it again. And then she was like, this seems pretty perfect. Like it looks like pure glass. And we go like, how do you know this is real? And I was like, I don't know. How do you know if it's real? Is it real? They're like, what the fuck? What have we done? I'm like, because you sobered up. I'm like, why do we have a bag of fucking gems? I don't want any of this shit. What the fuck do we need a fucking four, three gemstones for? How did you get scammed for that? Because this is this is insane to me. Because that's like going to the Hong Kong foot markets and then and then going to like you buy a watch but you pay money like it's a real tag here, dude. <laughs> No, dude, I, I, I basically, because I went with work colleagues, the guy assured me, and it was the real deal. They were I real topazes. I did topaz. get proper topazes. Yeah, I got them uh, valued. I've, like, I did actually kill it. But <laughs> my mum's been hoodwinked in Bali, dude. You, it, sometimes it's easy to get hoodwinked, man. Like, my mum basically bought, bought uh, she thought was proper perfume off a guy on a scooter that sort of pulled up to her and goes, oh, do you want some Issey yeah? And she goes, yeah, yeah, that seems good. And she hands over the money and then he, he basically throws her a bottle of dirty water and speeds <laughs> off. And she's like, fuck. I, I love when people go to other countries and as soon as they're there, everything's so magical and mystical that they fall for the most basic scams that they would never fall for otherwise. Someone tried to sell them fucking phone cards outside the airport and they're like, yeah, I need these. <laughs> Dude, I've had an old couple that ended up in one of those holiday packages where they buy in. And then they eventually were so ashamed that they couldn't admit it. Do you know, like they bought part share in you can stay in all these hotels around the world and they'd paid like a few thousand dollars and then you found out about it and they were like, no, we just don't want to talk about it because they felt so embarrassed because they, you know, they're an old couple, they're on holiday of a lifetime and they didn't want to tell their kids that they'd blown a third of their inheritance (laughs) to some fuckhead on a scooter (laughs) after a few. Dude, I got rolled in London once Mm. and... I'll tell you, some of those gypsy, like, um, the, the guys, like the pikey or what, uh, type characters. Well, I mean, you almost got done with the roof, right, for 20K. So what, what happened? With- the, these pikeys got me the best because I was walking in London and guys whistled and go, mate, mate, from a car, do you, want a, do you want a laptop? We got a laptop. And I was like, yeah, fucking, what is it? Like, because I thought I'd <laughs> stolen goods, let me see. <laughs> And he goes, oh, we got all this hook up. And he goes, no, 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 it's not stolen. He goes, um, my wife's left me and I need, I need money. And he, uh, So they show me through it. They go, I'm just getting rid of it. Do you know what I mean? I want to sell it rather than give it to her. So they're doing all the sales pitch. They show me the camera. They show everything. I'm like, fuck, this is pretty sick. Man in a van scam. Come on, Wolfie. I'm like, how much is this? And he goes, uh, you know, we start haggling on the price. And then I go, okay, um... I can, because I'm all right at haggling. I was like, okay, 100 pounds, that's it. 
And then I go, okay, I have to go. I'll have to go back to my flat to get the money. So I took time to to um, think about it. So I'm walking back to my flat in West Ken and I'm like, whatever you do, whatever you do, just don't let them switch it. Don't let them switch it. Don't let them switch it. That's what they're going to do. See the product, <laughs> grab the product. You're sweet. You're sweet. Even if you have to fucking bash one of them and take the laptop and <laughs> steal from them, get the laptop. So they turn the so laptop anyway, so on there. and everything, right? Like they show you the laptop and so it's I've working. So I've checked it all. So I come back, they show me the laptop again and then they do the manoeuvre. They go... That the, the owner goes, no, I don't want to sell this. I don't want to sell this. It's, it's bullshit. This cunt's because he had already been having grievances about the price. Yes. He was like, this is worth 300 pounds. I'm not going to give it to him 100. I'm not going to give it to him 100. Fuck you. And they, you know, I'm like, come on, mate. You, you agreed, dude. I've gone to my house. You've got to give it to me. So they've got me on. They've got me on. Uh. And then I um, eventually the, the guy, so I've, I've seen it. It's the real one. Yeah. As they're in the car. They start reversing the own the, the guy is driving like fuck off I'm leaving fuck you mate I'm not doing it and the friend yells and goes no mate take it he needs it take it and he hands oh, no. out the window as the car as the car's driving off he hands the laptop out the window and I hand him the hundred pounds oh. and then it speeds off. And I then walk off and go like, fuck yeah, I got the laptop oh. and I can feel the weight. And then I think, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to check that camera. It's pretty cool. So I stop a few steps down, open it up and it's three water bottles with water in them. <laughs> they had switched it. They had switched Holy it. shit, what a precision move, man. To be already driving when you give them the money is insane. That's it, dude. That's insane. And then also to have, to have the manoeuvre where they're like, no, 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 don't give it to him. And me going like, give it to me give it to me it's you street art, man. that's it. what you paid your hundred dollars for was to see someone doing street art um <laughs> do you know what happened i had their number and i tried to ring them up and i eventually like left a message and go like congratulations boys that was so good it was so worth a hundred pounds i'm never gonna pursue it you're absolute legends what a fucking scam <laughs> take my money i'm like fuck you guys are good you're legends thanks man and yeah. then like I hung up and I basically told them, oh, I'm not going to press charges. There's no issue. That was fucking magic. Yeah. Well done, boys. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. You fucked me good. And I'm like, fuck, that was impressive. And I love it. I love it. And I love what you guys do. Bye. <laughs> Mate, that is the prestige. That's a prestige move. That's so fucking good. Dude, it was just so incredible. And like, I wasn't angry about it. Like, it was such a sick move. They were so clever. It was like watching David Blaine do street magic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And oh, I was yeah. like, this is cool. Like, you would pay money to see a card trick like that. And it was like, they actually made me believe. And then when you reflected back, it was that moment where I was yelling and licking my lips with my own greed. And they had got me all hot under the collar that I missed his hand subtly drop behind the, the car door and swap the oh, two bags God from damn. one to the other. So it looked like it was always in the hand, but he had two laptops, one with the thing and the one with the reel. What a beautiful But of play. course the move, the move that I should have done is um, had another friend there that, you know, potentially held the car in and then taken both laptop bags and their car. <laughs> That's the ultimate win. Eh? Man, I would hope that you've had, if you had a friend there, the friend would have said, what are you doing? Let's go and talk some sense into you. But you know what you know you know what you really need to make that the proper prestige is that they get home with the laptop and you basically the next day then rob their entire house <laughs> and you go like ta-da 
you're you're messing with David Copperfield. And they come back and their house is burnt to the ground and you left one note. Bet you wish you'd fucking give me the laptop now, cunts. <laughs> Ta-da! The caravan's burnt. And you fucking, you, you, you've bashed their dog in the back of the head with a shovel. You got your mate to do that and bury it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too much. Hong Kong's amazing. Their foot markets are so, are so good. But the, uh, the people who work them, man, they're so, their acting talents are incredible. I've never seen someone who can turn on waterworks over like a $5 belt before, you know, like you're haggling for a Hugo oh, Boss yeah. knockoff and you're, they're saying it's six bucks and you're saying I'm only paying five and they say I need six dollars and you, you go to walk away and they start crying. And you go, damn, that is commitment. Do you know why they do it? Why? Because all those um, street stores are owned by gangsters. Like those people are basically prostitutes and there's a pimp higher up. Because the thing you don't realise is all the Bali streets, it's owned by one or two gangsters. So when you're there and they're like, please, sir, I need the hat. They're basically fucking, there's a psycho. I know what you mean, because that's what I was worried about no, too. No, but I'm saying like, I, I, spoke, I, spoke, I spoke to the people in Bali and I got to the bottom of it and they were like, yeah, there's one or two guys that come later in the day and strip us of all the money. Like we work for them and if you don't, you get fucked. Do you know what I mean? Because you think, wow, this is such a fucking savvy businessman. But they get told, if you don't sell that hat for that, we will fucking bash your, bash your wife tonight. Do you know what I mean? That's probably why they cry. In some, in some defense of myself, and be, I think it, it may be a little different at the Cowling one. I might be completely wrong. But I, because uh, there was this one woman who wanted me to buy a belt and I, uh, I, I just walked off. Right, she started crying yeah. and everything. I, I walked away, and then I maybe twenty meters away, and I feel this hand on my shoulder, and she's laughing, and she's got, she's like, "Oh, you're a very bad man," and then gives me the belt for the five bucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> if she's, if, dude, if, I if, love that. If she's absolutely getting like <laughs> getting rinsed out by no, some no, gang no. members, man, she had a big smile on her face for someone who was. <laughs> we, we were so bad in Bali because I um. I would. I like just the haggle so much. That's why. So that, that's what I loved about Hong Kong, man. Uh, uh, you get to haggle. It's so much fun, <laughs> dude. And you know what? My favorite is get them right on the edge. It's like edging. You get them right on the edge where they think they got a deal, and then suddenly, for no reason, the tar- the price just starts dropping. And they're like, "No, no, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. It's Ten dollars now. It's nine. Like, what are you doing?" And you're like, "It's eight now. It's eight now. You better fucking come at me, bitch." And then, and then they're like, "No, no, you're being your asshole. We talked thirty minutes." 10 and 11, 10 and 11, now, now you're doing three, three, three for you, fuck face. <laughs> you know, like, that's probably because we're a psycho. I don't know why, but man, I must say some of the people that did money exchange in Bali are good, hey? Like where there was one guy that was swapping money. I did it four times and he tried to commit the crime every time. Like I would go, okay, here's $100, I need X, ring it. And then I'd go, mate, that's wrong. I can see what you've done. Don't fucking commit fraud. Give me my fucking money. And he goes, oh, sorry, sorry, mate. You got me. That's very bad. I'll do it properly now. I'm like, mate, you're wrong. You fucking did it again. And he was like, he just couldn't resist trying to scam. What's the money exchange scam? Like, what is the money exchange scam? Well, it's like you, you get a street exchanger and you pay like they give fake rates. So, you know, you give 100 US dollars and it gets you 10,000 ringgits yeah. and it's better than what you would get from a bank. But what they do is slide a hand you or put like fake money in there. But what I'm saying is they, they would give you less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would count it out 
and then not, you know, it looked, it was fast hands. But then when you go, okay, thank you, and then you go on the table, one, two, three, nine notes here, need 12 notes, <laughs> like I fucking told you three times ago, fucking, but only a cheapskate like me would be like, nine notes, need 13. But what they realised is most people would break on the, the second after the apology. Mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry, mate. No, I do it properly now. I just don't have much money. Yeah. And then they do the scam exactly the same. And <laughs> most human beings think, oh, well, I've caught him out now. He'll be genuine. Like he's There's not, no way he's done it again. They, they're like, he wouldn't just keep doing the same scam <laughs> and lying to you. Like, there's no way. Like, when you've actually caught him red-handed and said you're going to bash him, there's no way that he would do it again. But he will. He would do it <laughs> do again. Do it every time. Keep doing it. He'd do it every time. And then just run off. Are you interested in the latest and greatest sounding products? Head on over to howsthatsounding.com.au. We are not an audio store. Common misconception is that howsthatsounding.com.au sells audio equipment. We are a urethral sounding product distributor. Get a big hunk of metal down your dick at howsthatsounding.com.au. Howsthatsounding.com.au not an audio store. Yeah, all right. Um, we we got picks of the week. Well, man, the hottest tip was Nova last week. That's not, but that's last week's like, tip. That's gone. What were? We, why didn't you buy it? Because you fucking tipped all my money. You, you, the pick you gave me was to put everything into WGO, so now it's still sitting. That's in not WGO. right. It's OG. It's OGW. Fuck you had the wrong thing. I'll kill you. <laughs> I looked at WGO. I don't even know what that is. That's a fucking. Uh, that's a Persian rug company. What are you doing, well, dude? Man, <laughs> There's no money. I've got episode five and episode seven's tips here and what price they were at. And um, uh, Nova's not in there at all, Wolfie. So I don't know who you were recommending that to, but it wasn't Well, it wasn't the podcast. Do you know what? Or not the, no, the cream stays with the mayor, the, the, the sheriff. <laughs> I, I can't give you proper tips. Gus keeps the biggest gumboot. You got you got to keep the biggest, prettiest gumboot for yourself. Governor Ga- <laughs> Gus keeps keeps the spoils of the prostitutes. Uh, the prettiest prostitutes stay with the mayor. <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, um, well, you've obviously Meso is uh, the, the story of that is a delay mm-hmm. because they had the COVID testing and it's going to be longer. So that's uh, four weeks away from moving now. So it could it could just drift and probably go down. Well, still rock solid. Well, WGO is still still sitting there. Um, what's Nearmap at? WGO is good. Nearmap is below three, so you can buy back in. That's good. Um, do you know one that was crazy that's moving a lot is Saber, which is one I had ages ago, but. The thing is, that's not a valid stock. What's that's it called? a pump and dump. What's it called? Saber, S-S-B-R. The, the owner of it is um, the guy behind the scenes. He's a phantom director. He, he, he was done for insider trading. He's a lawyer <laughs> and he sits behind the, the scenes, but he pumps it every few years and it seems like he's pumping it at the moment. I've spoken to him. I, um, <laughs> I forget what his name is. I, bet, I can't say it anyway. Wow, it's up 80, 80%. Yeah, he operates it from the sly. And what they've done is the options are there as well. And then you can see on like Hot Copper and the other, their their team are at work now pumping it. So it'll be interesting to see, like it will either tank back down to 
0.003 or they might try run it to three or four. You might get like a real pump, but it's definitely not something you want to hold. It's they're, they're, they're again, Bonanza. They're saying, oh, they're right near Penny West, which was the, the S, uh, Spectrum, which was the one that I actually got and sold out of mm. previously. That was good. But these guys do geology. Like they just do neology, which is like, you find anywhere near somewhere that's good, package it up into a group of tenements and then list it and try run it up. Right. And it never, ever happens. And I was actually almost going to do it before my business collapsed. They were trying to sell me um, a group of tenements. I, I think it might have even been this one, the Bonanza one. But mine, mine, I think, was a uranium play. But they wrap it up and all they do is they peg some dirt near a play that worked right. and then say, ooh, it could continue. It could continue. Who knows, hey? The, the, it looks like the, the, the run continues into our section of land. And who knows? Maybe they, maybe it does sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it will this time. A little and I'll bit end of gambler's fallacy. To, to prison to say saying that it was not valid and this one was valid. Mm. But... Um, Generally, when they're starting to pump like this, it'll be interesting to see, dude, because they fucking gave it a fair tear today. And I, I sold I sold out at 0. 0.003, man. And it's, uh, I think it's 1.8 now. Do you know? So it's a pretty it, good fucking it's, it's, swing. It's 0. 0.018, 0.018, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 0. 0.018 and I was 0. 0.003. Three, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so five times or whatever. Can I, can I, not right. I mean, can we leave that in there that there's a fucking phantom director on this company? Yeah, yeah, it's a massive phantom. You can ring him up. I've spoken to him. Okay. But he's dangerous. He might be, da- he might be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you can, it, he runs it all because you can, he's just got these patsies in there and you can see it because um, no one in the board holds any shares, which is always the telling sign. Very suspicious. He owns a shit ton of it. And last year he put about fucking randomly put millions in there at the options when they were 0.001 and he bought a shit ton of it. And now he's pumping it and no doubt selling, selling out because the last time I got in the fucking brokers that did the cap raising, they did, they do a cap raising around, now mm. that this is what they do every fucking time run it up and then there's a cap raising and the last time i spoke to the guys who did it and they were like fuck didn't you get out we all got out we got out at a great profit they go we cleared all out we cleared it out in days i'm like i was buying it i didn't know you guys were dodge i thought this is a real deal they go, yeah, we sold, mate. I wouldn't touch it, hey. I'm like, well, it's a bit late now. I'm buried in man, this Man, once again, thing. you're left holding the hot potato. No, but he told me on the phone, he's like, he reassured me. He goes, I'll never let it go under. Like, I'll, let, I'll run it again at some point. So it must be now. But I, I lost patience and was happy to just get my money back. Well, I didn't get my money back, but get some money out. So that will be an interesting one to see if that runs. Nova can easily run because it started to go crazy from six, nine cents. It could easily, but it could equally fall back. But it's it's got gold results coming soon. And it's a low, it's a low quantity, do you know what I mean? In there, it's a, it's a high volume gold mine where they have to put a lot of throughput. Right. But it's actually, it's 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 worth about, they, they had a, a note worth about 20 cents. It'll be interesting to see when they increase the jork. The, the jork's actually quite uh, going to be quite good. And that should come out in the next week. So who knows? Maybe, but then who knows? Maybe a cap raising in there. Like, I don't know. It could get to 12, 14 cents, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, As in, I'm saying like, uh, it's already gone from six to nine. 
It could easily pull back, but it yep. could also have a decent run and get to 15, 20 cents. When is, um, uh, when is WGO supposed to start drilling? When were they talking about Dude, that? they're meant to be in there. Like, what, what's the update? Like, they, not, they're meant to have already commenced. It went, it went up to uh, 0.24 and now it's back down to 0.22 again. Oh, 215, sorry. It's dog shit. It should be happening now, so it's just waiting. I mean, the thing is, you never know with these things, hey, because it's sort of the same with Nova, right? They haven't drilled. Mm. Well, they're, they're drilling now. The results aren't here, but it's started running. I mean, this, this could, but for the grace of God, have been WGO. Like, I don't know why. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Nova, they're both in the process of extending their, their deposit. Mm. They're going to do drilling. It's pretty likely that it will extend, but... Nova's caught fire, WGO hasn't. Mm, so mm. it's like, well, who knows who determines that? Probably some dodgy brokers that run it up. Yeah, yeah. And they've picked Nova at the moment and ha- are not bothering with oil and gas. But they, they, they could easily switch it next week and then suddenly WGO's the one and Nova's gone. That's what so we need, baby. Bring it back. Pull it up. Dude, we're done, mate. We've done. We- these, these podcasts are taking hours i know i know but we did spend a significant portion up the top of this one just talking absolute dog shit so <laughs> dude but i meant to i meant to pick i was meant to pick my kids up from school two hours ago that's not that's not true i don't believe you at all i mean i don't even think you have kids dude this is a classic like oh my dog's sick but you never had a dog dude it's just an excuse i've yeah. just got like a, a bag of sausages with a face drawn on it i'm like yeah that's my kid that's how i get out of work they're like, where were you? I'm like, I had to drop the kids at daycare. That's why I didn't come to work. And they're like, he doesn't have kids. He's a liar. He used it like, like you know, like one of those fuckheads that's got a disabled parking sticker that they've made up. I used it to just get out of responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to 